What's cracking, family? Welcome to another episode of the Art and BS podcast. This is the second episode that I did while I was in Indianapolis, Indiana. My voice has returned, praise God. Um, these interviews were very, I just, I loved them, y'all. They allowed me to just relax, get in my element, talk to some old school friends, and really you guys will get a chance to learn about these artists, but also learn about me in a really organic way. I want to give a quick shout out to all of our listeners all across the U.S. Shout out to everybody who's on Spotify listening. If you're on Anchor listening, if you're on Apple, please give us that five-star rating. It helps with the podcast showing up. We appreciate the support. And a lot of you guys know, you know, support's not on, uh, it's not only financial, you guys. A lot of times we don't really got it to buy a painting or to whatever, whatever. But if you just send the podcast off to somebody who makes art or somebody who's into art it would help giving feedback that always helps going in you know following the guests who are artists and putting their work in that stuff always helps so you know if you can buy artwork that's great but we always know that you know support comes in a many different fashions it's a variety and all that good stuff but yeah let's go ahead in this intro we're gonna uh get to an ad real quick before i start the ad because man i'm trying to uh pay these joints man you know what i'm saying great interview coming up you guys enjoy it please tell me what you think and uh enjoy your weekend and your week and uh and all that whenever you listening peace And we're live. Welcome to the Art and Bullshit Podcast, episode number eight. We're still in Indianapolis, folks. Indiana, we're still holding it down. Currently, I have no voice, but we're pushing it through. So we can keep this quality content going for you. This is a very special episode, and I'm excited. You guys are about to be excited. So let me break it down for today who we got. These guys are what I would like to call a dynamic duo. They are some mural monsters. They are household names when it comes to the wall game in Indianapolis. If you know, then you know. If you don't know, then you probably never been here. I would like to introduce my my guest, the Fab Crew. What's up, bro? That's a, that's a, a, a fantastic intro. That's the best introduction I've ever had. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you thank very you much, guys. Yeah. So we have audience all around the globe, all around the country. Why don't you guys tell tell them who you guys are, who is the Fab Crew comprised of? Uh, I mean, it really depends on who you ask, but there's two of us, like you said, the dynamic duo. Facts. I mean, it goes back really to the old days, Sense and Sacred, you know, Indianapolis graffiti. Uh, we started doing it on our own doing illegal productions you know like our, we did our first mural in 98 under a bridge we took a week off of work cut trees down and that was kind of like i mean that was 20 years ago and mm. so now i mean now we do it for a living but we've been we've traveled we've hosted events we've you know met a lot of people and we got we're also one of the things that i think makes us powerful or helps us a lot is that we have a well-balanced creative uh like strengths, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, I agree with that. So it, it, it definitely, yeah, you guys definitely specialize in, in different things. Yeah, we complement each other well, you know, like <clears throat> one of us uh, might be better at you know drawing certain things, the other one's better at planning, design things, you know, so we really kind of put our strengths together to uh, solve pretty much any problem we're trying mm. to solve creatively. 
Yeah, I mean, our history, we basically did walls for free uh -huh. until people would pay us for them, mm. you know? Okay. Yeah. So, let, let's, I want to dive into a little bit of history and my experience with you guys, because I know the first real experience I had seeing your work was when you guys had, there was a ministry that was on college, and you guys busted that down hard. You guys, like, did the whole yeah. wall. It must have been, how, how big was that wall? Like 4,500 square yep. feet, I think, yep. is what they... Yep, it was three sides of a building. <clears throat> and we did the math because we were like, whoa, this is bigger than the whale mural. Mmm, yeah. Which was like, Wylan, yeah, the, the whale Wylan, artist, yeah. he was doing 100 murals around the world yeah. to raise awareness mm -hmm. and money to save sea life. Yeah, exactly. And he did one of his murals here, and it was the biggest piece of public art that we had. Mm -hmm. And then we did this mural on 22nd and College, mm -hmm. and it low-key was like 500 feet bigger. Nice. You know? um, but... It was so, graffiti was so, that's 2000 when we completed okay. that. We took a year basically working on that. Mm -hmm. And that was completed at a time when graffiti was like, it was still kind of innocent or it definitely wasn't as like hip as it is now. No, it wasn't know? commercialized at all. Like, well, MTV had kind of got a hold of it at that time, but it wasn't household like everybody. Like, bro, we got, what we got paid for that first wall was like nothing because it wasn't seen how it is now. Like, you have to have graffiti to be cool, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, and for you, for that to be the first thing you remember about mm -hmm. us is pretty, that's appropriate. Because that's yeah. really where it started for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean? well, I mean, like, when I first, uh, you know, when I, at that point in time, 2000s, I was living downtown Indianapolis. I had an apartment down there. So, you know... <laughs> I was in the area and I would see, you know, see you guys. And, and we had mutual friends. Yep. So, but we never got a chance to really connect like that during that period. And then all of a sudden you guys, it, you get that mural. And then it seemed like there's this like just explosion of, okay, all right, now we're, we're in. And it, I know they didn't go like that for you guys. What do you mean? Like, like we just overnight? Well, for it seemed like every time you guys were, every time I was seeing you guys out, on something, it was a big project. So it's like, okay, I'm doing this. Next thing, we're doing this. Next thing, we're doing this. Like, there's no, there was never any like small things that you guys were doing. Everything was always like big, grand in scale, full on backgrounds, full on figures. You guys had some words in there. Like everything was like professional production quality. You know, and we like, felt like we had to. We had, this sounds fucking funny right now. Just saying it. Mm -hmm. it. We felt like we had to like prove that we were good artists we had to prove that like this graffiti is not like some bullshit like it really is as sophisticated as any art form mm -hmm. but it took a lot of work you know mm -hmm. i mean it probably i mean he, he is probably the one sacred would be the one that's more like just engineered toward like putting a job together like mm. like you know I, I could draw whatever uh but like it, there's so much more to pulling off a, a project like that. That's, you know there what were I mean? two Disney brothers. Two Disney brothers? Yeah, there's uh, Walt Disney, and then there's his brother. What's who his handled name? all the business. What was Walt. his name? Huh? Malt. No, it was not Walt. No, Malt, it wasn't Malt. 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 No. Um, That's my favorite drink, by the way. Matt, Malt, Roy, Di Roy. Malt Disney. Roy. That's the funniest liquor. Yeah, oh, yeah. Roy Disney. Mm -hmm. But that's much later, though, mm -hmm. I think. Maybe wasn't no, he like because, a, no, a because nephew? All, no, he was a brother because he ran the business and all Walt did was walk around and talk to the illustrators. Gotcha. And, and Roy Disney, like, I mean, he died like probably 15 years ago. He's old, right? Uh, I believe so. But at any rate... Because Walt, Walt died first. There's no Disney's left on the board, I don't think. And they're like a daughter somewhere. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. 
Um, either way, we don't know about Disney. And we don't fact check on this podcast. You guys know, and you guys do when we say shit, y'all fact check. And then you guys know if we're bullshitting or if it's real, hence the title of the podcast. Uh, I would say too, man, when it comes to doing big walls, confidence is a big thing. Mm. Um, and I don't see, I didn't see it in hindsight because we went into it together. Mm. Um, and I just had the confidence that the art would be good. He was the one who had the confidence that like, we could do it. <laughs> we could oh, yeah. ask, ask for money. and It's you know. really hard to convince people to pay you something for work that you haven't really proven to anyone else, you know. So mm. you had to you know, paint whatever you could, bridges, free murals, things like that, so that you could just have examples. Right. So, you know, it's interesting. So, like, you guys were... It seems like that's a commonality between every group. Like, all people who have this graffiti you know, blood running through their veins as I had to paint something illegal or paint some cutty stuff and then put that in my portfolio to get something yeah. to pay me. Oh, yeah. Our biggest, you know, we were going around with our uh, production that Dan had mentioned earlier, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it was under a bridge. We did a Halloween production. That's where Fab Crew began. and It started um, as a joke. Yeah, just as a joke. It was just kind of like a little offset from Were there IWS like pumpkins crew. in the middle or something? Uh, there was two trick-or-treaters, there was a, a haunted house with like a path going to it with some tiki torches on it, and Word. Uh, some background, yeah, landscape and moon or something like that. Sick. We had our crew, IWS, our, 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 uh, our parent crew, our big crew, sure. was like supposed to be the, the production crew. That was what we all wanted. But yeah, there was it like, was. What? Well, okay, not to cut you off, but here's here was my take. You know, I always viewed it as like... There were two powerful crews. Like when I came in the, when I came to Indianapolis in the graffiti scene, there was IWS and there was MUL, and those were like the two crews that were, air quote polished, right? Mm -hmm. And those were like the guys who, when you came in, they were already doing pieces. They were already they already had all of like the layers of it, the tags, the pieces, the throwies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, the characters. So it was like those were. When I came in, but I didn't know any of those guys. You know what I'm saying? It was just well, seeing them. And then Baxter Creep ran up on us while we were painting one time. We were painting uh, off the freeway in the day. Yeah. Like, we were doing a rooftop, broad daylight, and they ran up on us. And like, so oh. funny, man. That's, that's so funny people get ran up on doing spots. Like, yeah, they're like, we thought you were some other fools, man. You guys need to be careful. Yeah. Well, so we came into it when there was a lot of a lot of beef yeah. between those two crews specifically. Yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> It was weird because we were not personally, I was not personally involved with any of mm -hmm. it. I hadn't met, like, dude, I was super new, Jack, when when the scene kind of broke apart like that. Because uh -huh. prior to that, at least from what I understand, the crews were not separate from the beginning. Mm -hmm. It was just like, until guys here locally kind of wanted to establish their own vibe, oh, okay. that was kind of when things changed. However, that's long squashed. The only uh -huh. reason I bring it up is because we wanted to do walls like the whole crew talked mm -hmm. about. But they were beefing super hard with these other dudes. Got you. And we were just like, we can't really, you can't do what you want to do yeah. when you've got people like that. that right. are, they, like they can definitely stamp your shit. They're not. Mm -hmm. They're not. They, mm -hmm. they got numbers. You know right. what I mean? So anyway, it took a long time to squash and eventually like paint with those guys. Right. But we did our first production under a bridge as a joke to the rest of the crew because we were like, nobody's doing. We can't get any walls done. Right. You know? Right. Right. So we yeah, had, just to see if we could do it, you know. Mm. So that was really the thing is, you know, a lot of jobs that we've done over the years, um, we've gone into them not knowing if we could really pull it off, you know. It's just learning on the spot. And 
you know, it's never really been a, too much of a failure for us. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's the, that's how you learn, man. That's how you, you guys feel like you've you ever failed, like in your career. Oh, uh, sure, yeah. Oh, sure. But uh, you know, <clears throat> as far as like doing what we say we'll do, you know, to clients and stuff, we don't we don't let people right. down unless uh, we don't write you back or something yeah i mean it's like the, the work won't the work won't the worst thing that happens the work won't won't be disappointing i mean it's it's strange man because we have a thing we almost don't even know how to dial it in it's just there you know mm. our, our kind of style that we do okay um but there came a point when we wanted to be really good at piecing too like uh, that was our way to stay in the culture to gotcha. stay to stay connected to the national scene to 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 help uh to stay connected to other people in town like you or people that we weren't doing productions with mm-hmm. and we weren't out doing freights like they were doing, right. but we could still piece up and still kind of have that thing in common. I yeah. Mean, it became important, you know? Well, and that was one of the coolest things for me was paying with you guys because, you know, admiring you from afar and it's like, Hey, let's paint, you know? And then we fucking go and we rock some shit and it was a dope wall. It's like, man, we're all on the same team here. Everybody's fighting the same battle. You know, and if we can get out of our heads, we can create some dope shit together. Dude, absolutely. And we got, it's like, uh, not everybody has has spots. Like, you know, everybody doesn't have walls. It's mm-hmm. kind of a weird reality mm-hmm. of, in every city is like, some people have walls and some yeah. people have no walls. Yeah. So we kind of became the dudes with walls, which mm-hmm. made it like we could paint with people and invite people. In. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was kind of something, you know, there was a point where... Me and uh, Demo, we had went out and we got two walls. We got Armin Grawl, and then we got, there was like that junkyard spot, yeah. right? And then, so, it was like, oh, shit, Dude, that you spot's can actually. Still, that wall's still there. Sick. That's uh, like, our pieces on that uh, wall are yeah. still there. Tight, that's tight, that's tight. It's one crazy. Right? Yeah, 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 that's hard, that's it's hard. crazy, dude. You know, but for me, it was like, we went in there, and... I did all the talking because he can't, he's not really talking. <laughs> he was not even talking, right? But he, the pamphlet was all his art, right? Yeah. So I'm just selling his shit, like, but I'm doing the talking, and it's like, all right, fuck it, guys. You can ask it, hey, we just need bucket paint. You know, that's all yeah. we need from you guys. Yeah. And they gave us like three gallons, cool, like man. three, five gallon, you know, the big mist tents. You know, but hey, that's, yeah. how, that's how you get it, though. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's hit or miss. You know, I remember me and uh, Skew went out one time one day we said let's go get some walls so shout out to skew right yeah. absolutely uh s2l iws iws yeah. yeah he uh we went out and thought let's go talk to these businesses try to show some examples of what we had mm-hmm. and see if we could just get them to let us paint their wall uh it was like oh for 10 yeah, damn was, yeah we went to 10 spots i think something mm-hmm. like that all over uh all over the city but mm-hmm. in major areas like washington street and stuff mm-hmm. that was okay. pretty visible so. yeah it wasn't like hidden spots where no one cared about. They right. were right on the street. And because we didn't have any great examples to show and probably weren't too confident in the words we were using and shit like mm-hmm. that at that time, they were just like, yeah, right. Right, <laughs> right, You're right. paint our shit. You know, yeah. so that was a harsh reality. You know, we, we never went out again looking for walls mm. together. <laughs> okay. So then here's my question for you after that. What happened to make you start going out and looking for walls? Like what? Well, I think it wasn't about going and looking for them in terms of convincing owners to let us paint them. It was like, if there was a wall, it didn't matter if it was legal or not, just to see if we could do an image. And as long as we had the photograph of that image to prove that we could paint something mm. worthy of it being public or whatever, right. then that that's when you could start asking for money and, and, yeah. and shit like that. So 
once you've proven yourself to some mm-hmm. degree, then you know someone will take a, a chance on you eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember uh, Crazy Denny's, which was on West Washington Street, this wild-ass store owner. They had everything in there, weird mannequins and half broken furniture and, uh-huh. you know musical instruments yeah with mm-hmm. no strings like, yeah. <laughs> it was some bold shit crazy Denny's on West Washington Street mm-hmm. and he let us you know kind of get loose on his wall we didn't there were no rules to it we yeah. had a, a devil that creep had painted that offended this Christian lady in that story you know so like <laughs> this dude didn't care though he right, was right. all about it so it took random people like that that we met along the way mm-hmm. to just give you that that next level that mm, next step yeah. you know that opportunity so like yeah, oh shit yeah. we paint in public now right even though we still did some graffiti stuff that we would have done on a bridge or a train or whatever mm-hmm. it still was like the chance to try to push it a little more if right. we could Facts. we only knew so much at that yep. time but mm-hmm. you just keep trying to build and challenge yourself yeah you're learning through experience yeah, yeah. eventually it just leads to other things and if it keeps leading to other things then I guess there's no limit yeah mm. Like there was, there were, there was graph, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of the, the, the important thing is like, there was an actual graffiti scene here. Like mm-hmm. it was never huge. It still is. Uh, right. But mm-hmm. I'm saying if it, the, the fact that there was like a culture to be a part of, uh, man, it just made it, I don't know what, what I would have, what else I would have found that was exciting, you right. know? Cause like to your point, MUL people like were here doing big walls and concepts and spots and dope pieces and like mm-hmm. I moved when I moved to the I moved from the east side to the west side in high school okay so like I had friends because my family grew up on the west side but like my family didn't have super good like name mm-hmm. so I didn't have any friends moving over here gotcha. I had a lot of people that knew me that basically were indifferent about me. right okay okay so but I moved right next to my house was like right next to the layout like the west side layup yeah. the airport uh-huh. like the further west, like closer to Oliver, mm-hmm. that was where I lived. Okay. So like there was my house, then you go across the street, across the creek, and like there's the trains. You can bench from my house, like Sick. you can see my house from the train. So like that was my beginning of graffiti. Mm. So like I would go up there, and everybody painted it because yeah. it was it was chill like the blue wall. Like yeah. shit would sit for a month or whatever. Yeah. So like you would go up there, and it would just be see me in Tokyo blaze like a mm. whole side of it, or like you would catch like shit that you catch other writers up there painting, or you would see. You know, there was certain shit that came here from other places, but like, it was a thing that was exciting. Class from New Jersey, I remember right. seeing him quite a bit. So there was dope shit. Mm. It's like there was, for as small as it is, uh-huh. and it was like we had enough influences in front of us to be like, we we still had to work to beat them. Right? Like, yeah. No, I, you know I, I totally agree, and that's one thing I can't say about Indianapolis graffiti is the scene worked to. Everybody in their perspective, like whether they were doing straight letter fonts or they were trying to do like pieces, everybody was trying to be the best at whatever yeah, their bro. lane was. Yeah. So that yeah. it was like this underlying competition where everybody was doing different shit, but we all cared right. about yeah. our approach, right. you know? So yeah, it definitely. Yeah. Well, like we were talking about at dinner, there, there was a style here. There was a, prior to the internet, you know, mm-hmm. and social media becoming what it was, yeah. Indianapolis had its own its own sort of a style or its own little dimension. Yeah. There was like NUA crew did their thing. Yeah, RWS yeah, yeah. did their thing. Yeah. NUL did their thing. Yeah. Like you could pretty much tell who was fucking with who. Yeah. Like 
who was who was a, a young writer tr- mm-hmm. trying to paint with older dudes like mm-hmm. their style was who they try to paint with mm-hmm. you know like yeah. that was there was enough of that happening that it felt it just felt like it was happening yeah you know? yeah yeah it's like right. for as small as it really is by comparison right you know? yeah there was a lot going on there's a lot of graffiti being done yeah there well, was a lot man i always say yeah, to all sides of town i mean there was you had West Side, uh, Northwest Side, North Side, mm-hmm. uh, East Side. Yeah. You know, I didn't really know any South Side writers. There have been some, but man, there's now no there s- are. But I mean, in those days, yeah. it, it was mainly that kind of upper arc like that. And we mostly hung mm-hmm. with the West Side mm-hmm. because even the North Side dudes, a lot of them were hanging out like on the Northwest mm-hmm. Side. Yeah. And Top Speed and those guys, like all were doing Melody Skateland, and yeah. that was on the West Side. Like well, South Side, that's S two L because those cats was okay. Right yeah, there, yeah. You right. Yeah, right. there you go. Right, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, and responsible still for like the craziest spot, the craziest. Yes, yes, Absolute. yes. The top notch spot in Indiana. Absolute yeah. king, king of all spots ever. Yes, to uh, mm-hmm. select and skew. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. We, I was at the yard Smoke with Shore, laugh. dude, that night, and they were like, we were leaving, and they were coming, and they were like, "Hey, you been downtown?" And I said, nah. And then Selects like, hey, fool, just go outside. Like, tomorrow, just go outside and look downtown. You'll see what's up. Yeah, right. And I was like, what do yeah, you yeah, mean? Yeah. And he I did went, the same thing to yeah. me. He called yeah. me yeah. Like, on my landline and was like, hey, uh, you know, like, go down when you, when don't, we were going to school. Mm-hmm. He's like, when you go to school, like, don't go to school, go down to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. look up. And that's mm-hmm. all he said. Yeah. Skew called me up uh, after they did it, and he was still real hype. And uh-huh. he said, when you leave school, drive all the way down Penn and look up. Yeah. I said, all right. And I was, you could see it from several yeah. blocks away. So you're like, oh, Dude, shit. See, this is, away. It made it in the newspaper and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Indianapolis Star covered it. This yeah. is, then that's my point, right? Mm-hmm. Is like, there's, yeah, this is not New York City. Right. But like, that happens. Yeah, you know that's what true. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and it's almost easier. There are certain things I think they're probably easier here because graffiti has not become big enough to be a serious true problem for like for yeah. almost anybody that's true. you know what i mean like, I agree. very few people are like suffering at the mm-hmm. hands of graffiti vandals you know mm-hmm. and i think that's like people come here and they talk about how clean it is and you know how quiet it is i've heard so many writers at all levels describe our city as that super clean super quiet mm-hmm. and it makes it kind of easy to do something cool because you don't have the competition where like and you go to some cities where, like I said, either you have walls or you don't. Right. And if you go to be in Indianapolis and be the people that have ten walls, five walls, out of a hundred people is mm-hmm. one thing. But right. you go to New York City and people have, are the only people with five or ten walls out of like ten thousand people. Right. You know, yeah. and you're just like, it's really, it would be so much harder to get anything done if you're like new in mm-hmm. a major city yeah. like that. That's and I, true. when I say new, I mean like. Mm-hmm. Under forty years old, right? Yeah, you know, because I mean, to your point, when I moved to Seattle, it was like there were people who were way like the super OGs. It's like Hughes and Sneak and like right. like the, like come on, you can't like right. these guys have been in the game since I before I knew what graffiti right. was, and they got all these walls on like so. You got like fighting to get the walls. It's it's, yeah. it's a man. It's uphill. It's yeah. uphill. You know. Yeah. Um, but at some point, like you guys said, you put the work in, and eventually, you know, the dam will break, and you'll get you'll get some opportunities. So let's talk about like you guys have done a lot of exterior murals, and you guys have done interior murals. Yep. 
Now, can you talk about what you prefer about each of them? Like, what are the pros of doing interior and what are the pros of doing exterior? I, uh, I would say quickly that interior jobs, you don't have to worry about weather elements, you know, mm. so you don't have to worry about uh, sealing it as much and, you know, making sure that moisture doesn't get in, like things that you have to worry about that naturally happen outside. Right. So, but a big con to the inside is fumes, vapors, particles, even if mm. you're using the water-based stuff, there's still particles floating everywhere in the, in the air, so right. you're not getting the poisonous fumes, but you're still getting you know, particles. Mm. It'd be like sawdust or something. Right, you know, right. it's, it, it's there, and you, you breathe it in even mm. with a mask on. So um, that's the downside. Exterior, uh, it's awesome being outside is the major pro, mm -hmm. uh, except when the weather sucks. So there's the comments. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, and, and you have to prep the wall differently. You have to, you know, it's usually more um, involved. Parking matters. <laughs> Damn, you know, like yeah. Things about things you don't, like, you know, exterior like, sizes could be enormous, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. You have to get lifts or something, but right. uh, usually on the inside, they're quicker jobs. They're, you know, they're more focused. Gotcha. Things like that. Yeah. I mean, the obvious major benefit to working outside is that other people might see it. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True. Interior jobs rarely do you have something that's. Uh, private and public at the same time, mm -hmm. right? It's right. Most of the inside jobs are hidden in an office. Very rarely do they have work on display so the public can see their private space. Got right? you. So are you guys given more creative freedom on interior or exterior, or is it because of your resume and portfolio all across hmm. the board? I I mean, well, there, we have an answer for that, but I would ask you, what is what do you think is the major difference between interior and exterior work? Yeah, uh, for me, I would have to say it's it's crazy because you guys answer a lot of the things that I would ha I would say, but like, I think see because my interior work is more like painting, like canvases and things like that, and exterior work. I feel like painting outside. It, there's there's the elements, but for me, it's because I'm. It depends on what I'm painting, right? So if I'm painting like nature, that's something like inside. I'm. It's always going to be a static image, right? If I'm painting ex my exteriors, are usually nature or plain air. So that's something that's always moving, mm -hmm. right? So I'm having that's more of an exercise in my photographic memory, yeah. right? Whereas interior, I'm like, okay, just lining it up, like, all right, is are all the proportions lined up? Are all my measurements hitting? Okay, now I follow the you know follow the path to that. But then when it's exterior, I'm having to paint something and I'm taking a piece from also like let's say I start at two o'clock the the mountain is from two o'clock the the field is from two thirty of course the sky is from four forty five you know and I'm putting those all together. So you need to be able to get your value structure and everything in within a couple hours. Mm -hmm, yeah. So I would say I mean generally to answer your question we don't there's not a difference between what people ask for on interior versus exterior generally, mm. but it's a difference in who asks for it. Yeah, it all depends on the client. You okay. know, creative freedom, um, some clients, they want you to be you and do what you do and mm -hmm. what you're known for. And, and some clients, it's almost like they've never seen your work before. That's right. Like they'll mm. ask you things that you're like, have you... Do you even know what we do? Yeah. You know, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, but that's yeah. not, that's not as common. Uh, and most of the time those jobs don't even work out, but, um, 
I would say creative freedom, it, it varies rapidly. Sometimes people have something in mind mm -hmm. that, you know, they let us run with it, but they're like, it has to be a fitness theme, you mm -hmm. know, or it has to be this or that. Right. And, but they, they still give us some freedom. And mm -hmm. so, you know, it's fun for us. Like, I, I don't mind parameters as long as you're not nitpicking every single detail. Like right. If you, if you say you want a fitness mural uh, and you like a certain color palette or something, and but you trust us and let us run with it, you know, we're going to do something that we like. Right. Based on mm -hmm. that, you know. Yeah. That's, that's fun still. Like, it's, of course, it's not as fun as painting your name right, wherever right. you want it, but it's still a lot of fun. This is true. Yeah. I mean, there's, a, there's something, too, about... Um, I don't really think anybody truly gives you money to do whatever you want, and at our level, okay. like there are some, yeah, there are exceptions, but right, very rarely. Now, it what we have is an advantage of having a body of work that um, is not like everyone else. Meaning, Max. meaning yeah. there are there are excellent artists in disciplines in our city that do not have the same, whatever you want to call it, the same. They're, right, the color palette. You guys have a richness to your there it is richness. To your work. Man. Not quite it's as real. rich, not quite as bold, yeah. not as labor intensive because yeah. there's two of us. Yeah, um, but also though, man, it's like it's fundamentally sound too. Right, like, there you go. That's what it's like. It, it's fundamentally sound Thank graffiti you. that has like fine art aesthetics thrown in there to show like yo. I'm, I can talk the Queen's English or I'll spit that jive. There it is. Well, that's why we did that piece in uh, Gary, mm. Fine Art Backgrounds. We did like our graffiti pieces. And then the background was a studio with like all art materials. Mm. And there was an artist in there and she was like cutting one of our pieces and clay Sick. molding. You know what nice, I mean? Nice, nice. Yeah, we both have training in, in mm. art and design, you know. Mm. Uh, he, he graduated Heron School of Art with a Bachelor of Fine Arts focused in illustration and I did my focus in uh, visual communication, so, mm -hmm. you know, we have professional training, uh, but then, still though, the, the personal training is irreplaceable because, you know, while we were being students and taught by professors of all different backgrounds, mm -hmm. uh, none of them were teaching us what we ultimately were doing, you know, so mm -hmm. none of them even knew how to use a spray can other than to put a varnish on something, right. you know, things like that, but it... Um, still the fundamentals and, and the you know the, the the design concepts and the you know being able to solve problems visually and stuff mm -hmm. th that experience and that knowledge leads to greater work with the stuff you like to do so right you know it's not like we're going to be painting nude models or uh, things like that the rest of our life. Yeah, for you sure. Know, yeah, yeah, we're doing that the things that we want. School, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just to that get you there. still is practice. It, it right. practice that helps you uh, learn the figure so that when you're hired to paint all these pizza stores, you know how to paint portraits of people Facts, eating pizza, yep. you know, because yeah, you painted sure. all these models or drawn mm -hmm. models before, and, you know, so all that experience adds up. It doesn't really matter how you get it, even mm -hmm. if you don't get a, a paid education, you, you can just get it on your own, mm -hmm. and, you know, we were getting, like, double education, so we get te taught by the people that, you know, we we're paying to teach us, but mm -hmm. then... We were teaching ourselves and right. learning from people in other cities that we would go meet and paint with and mm -hmm. uh, people in our city that we would, you know, that were older and did things that we didn't know about yet. So there's a, uh, I think we just always wanted more and we always kind of absorbed everything we could and then try to 
Always try to put a spin on it. Always try to improve from what we did last time. Sometimes you hit it, sometimes you don't, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we just developed a real habit of multiplying our forces. It's like, if we're both together, like, uh, we're going to... We want it to look like we were both here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We, we want it, yeah. we want it, like, it's really, um, I think there's, I always think of the difference between art and design being pretty much like, who's it for? Like, art, I think art, like, expression, uh-huh. people can't see me doing it, but uh-huh. I'm gesticulating, like, <laughs> yeah, like art where you're just like, I'm pouring myself out, or I love doing it, <laughs> right, or, right, you right. know, that is for you, that's mm-hmm. for the creator design things that you design or for the person that are going to use it mm. so the difference between art and design is pretty much like what is the problem you're solving because when i paint you know like i don't have any like that whatever abstract pieces it's like uh. my only thing is how do i feel about this right because like, i feel like it i'm confident that it's if i like it it's not there's something there mm-hmm. yeah versus when it's for when you're designing something you are thinking about everything what happened what's going to happen when you're far away from it, what's going to happen when you're close to it? Right. Uh, what's it going to be like for us to tell the client this idea? Like, how do we make them believe in this idea mm-hmm. versus just believing in us? Because, right. dude, so many people go, wow, you guys can really paint. And then ask us to do something that only takes painting skills, but it's completely has it has nothing to do with how we would approach our shit. Right. You know what I mean? yeah, like, right. Can you paint my logo or something? Mm-hmm. You know? it's yeah. Like, why don't you just your logo, like, or even like just yeah. like, like legit, yeah, right. Well, you know, if you want your logo exactly like your logo, now if you want your logo like funked up, you know, yeah. something like gave it, you know, like a filter on it that well, it, has our style on it, then sure, yeah. But you know, things like that, it's it's not that you're above the work, and if you need the work, you'll get the work. Mm-hmm. But it's you know. Not a, not every request is appropriate for what we do. We feel like we have a, a niche, you know, especially right. in this market, yep. where it's uh, we're just known as those guys that yeah. have that that style. Now, there's other guys doing murals here, and you know, they do some and women and women. Yeah, well, I'm, but, I'm, talk, I'm just yeah, talking about graffiti, but oh, yeah, as far but as listen, murals, yeah, there's shoot, yeah, no, there's and I've seen murals, yeah, yeah, they are, yeah, and there are people who are doing great dis- work. There's a distinction. There's graffiti well, and murals, or, right? Yeah, and then there's, but then there's, like I said, listen, that like this is real important. When people come into the game and they're doing murals and they have a concept of not only art, but they got a concept of letters and strong letters and they know fundamentals and they know how to funk things out from simple to complex you can tell like right and that's that's all i'm saying like there's just there's it's the cream of the cream of the crop like and yeah there are people doing them and they're great but when i see you guys's work it's definitely and what's cool is i always look at it and i'm trying to figure out who did what <laughs> you know what i'm saying like okay yeah. who did that like, okay no, like, yeah. Uh, yeah exactly like who did yeah. what you know i told yeah. yeah well we uh we we kind of trade duties. I mean, we always plan together. We always brainstorm together. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan does most of the, the drawing as far as, like, the concept work, but not every time. Um, it, it really depends on the project. His strength is the in the design side mm-hmm. more than mine. Because didn't yeah. you paint some and coral so, reef on one production? Yeah, and so, you know, for, for years <laughs> so, and stuff, it so was funny. like I'd paint all the background stuff, and Dan would be more responsible for the characters, any of the, the stuff that was the main focus foreground mm-hmm. stuff, real detailed stuff. Well then 
as we paint more and learn more, sometimes those roles would be reversed. And mm. I would paint, um, you know, portraits because I was better at copying mm. images and he was better from imagination. So right. And he would do all the backgrounds. And so we, we really go back and forth and um, that's what keeps it fun. But mm. we always... We always plan ahead to know, okay, who's going to do what on this, and then we just go at it. Right, so. exactly, yeah. Like, hey, this will be fun, yeah. And it, it seems like you guys have worked together so much. It's this, it's probably like you'll call him, and then he, hey, I, I was thinking, yeah, exactly. Like, like you guys feel like usually you're on the same page? Like, or yeah. is it like somebody, no, okay. Because that's the, I've always felt like that, because that's well, the energy you guys give off, I, man. I would say... Yes, but flexibility, I mean, it's almost hard for me to answer that. Because Cause there, are there any times when you had an idea and he was like, yo, we should flip it this way? 100%. It was, it happens oh, all yeah, the time. We always okay. like, have input on each mm-hmm. other's work. That's yeah, the thing yeah. is, at the end, it's a cohesive idea, but mm-hmm. um, man, it's really, it's hard to explain because other artists really are surprised at that. Now, there's other artists that are duos that do this stuff mm-hmm. that are like, you know, they're like married or they're siblings mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, but I think people think it's somehow weirder or, or, or harder to imagine that you're just two friends that, that can work this closely together. But I, we answered this in an interview once before and I, someone said, how do you like, what do you attribute like your longevity to? And I just, I always tell people we don't argue. So when it comes to the creative mm-hmm. thing, it's like, I really don't believe any of my ideas is like so good that, uh, that it can't be like talked back to or can't there's no like okay, it's gotcha. so it's like it's nothing right. is beyond you know right. what's the word uh, repute like right i get you know it's and, and, and there, nothing and, is so special and it seems like you guys have an open line of communication where oh, it's yeah. like okay i'm gonna throw this out but we just at, at the end of the day what is the tightest production and like whatever the tightest production yeah. is we're just gonna go with that right yeah we we had a project recently where um we're still in the concept phase of it and you know, at one point we were like, man, maybe we're just thinking about this incorrectly. Maybe we need to think about it way different than what uh, we were already, th- and we had already been uh, thinking about it and been through already these iterations and stuff and some back and forth with the client. And so that happens, you know, mm-hmm. so we, but we're very flexible. We're very, uh, we listen well. Um, sometimes if we feel strong about our idea, we'll uh, fight for why we think it's good. Mm-hmm. And then, Sometimes it sticks. Sometimes it gets changed. Like mm-hmm. it, it's just it, like you said, open communication um, just makes it so much easier to deal with. And we know each other's strengths really well, so mm. we like working with other people and, and things like that. But you don't always know everyone's strengths or weaknesses right. um, if you haven't painted with them a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So if it's just something like, all right, you you know, you four are going to be painting this wall this weekend. Here's these cans and this and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool. I like doing that kind of stuff. Right. But you're not going to have the same advantage of like what him and I, we know each other. So we mm-hmm. know exactly what we could accomplish in that amount of time mm-hmm. with certain amount of supplies. And, right. You know, so like, all right. And we can we take an idea. We can take a very simple idea. I mean, that's, that's really critical, man. Like it's simplicity to, especially with your concept is really what allows you to be real uh, flamboyant with your technique mm. because if you your con- a, a simple concept can be executed and be understood and right. you and you don't have to it's like you know we don't do scenes that have a hundred people in them 
True. We don't do scenes that have not anymore. We, right. <laughs> the carrying place on yeah, right, yeah, right, that right. One had hell of a that people. was crazy. Dude, that was in the car. That, that was my master's yeah. degree yeah. in painting. Like that's a good example of, of, of something that our professors like they just had they were just like out. They're mm -hmm. like not it. They're just mm -hmm. watching to see what happens. Because mm -hmm. in the fine art world, the idea that you paint out of the tube, it's like kind of frowned upon. You know, like you mm -hmm. as an artist should be able to take these colors which are obviously pure mm. and give them their own character right and you so that you have a palette of your own mm. but it doesn't say they don't have that same stigma against people using spray paint right which is exactly the same mm -hmm. you do not blend spray paint actually you it's you don't blend spray paint ever right that's so true. i mean you yeah some do but you can't color, but, but it's not something that's that most people are doing especially when they're painting jobs like no mm. one's no one's like that uh, you just took purple and green and just put them together like just right out of the can you know what I mean yeah, 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 so yeah. I think our, I think our professors yeah. whose who's great ability and we're talking about painters specifically mm -hmm. drawing yeah. drawing professors were um, drawing professors are very different because they're all fundamental they don't get quite as excited about the funky shit mm -hmm. that's where the fundamentals yeah, come yeah, to yeah. you know like yeah. so man, art school cannot make you a good artist but it has a shitload of experience in, in the form of people that are better than you, mm -hmm. your professors, yeah. and some of your students. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah there's, there's a lot of talented people there, for sure. But painting professors are the ones who get hype on your color, your color concepts, the ambitiousness of, mm -hmm. your, of your work. Because you gotcha. a big painting for a, for a studio artist will take them a year, mm -hmm. six months at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. we're going out here and doing like, like something that's a hundred feet long in a week. Yeah, that's it's nuts. really baffling to people. Yeah, that's you know? nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we've gotten kind of used to it, because again, you go, "What's something we know we can do?" Yeah. Like with this right here, what do we know? Even do when it comes down to when it's not just us, you know, the homeboy detour mm -hmm. backs. Yep. That, Shout out to detour. That dude is crazy valuable because other people we know better artists, mm -hmm. but I don't think. I don't think we know anybody that's more willing to paint for us or mm. work for us when we have a concept that we all agree on. Right. You know what I mean, like, like yeah, he, he's always he, down for the cause. Yeah. yeah. Like we, when we were in Portland, man, it's been so long since we did one of those crew walls that we're kind of known for. Yeah. Um, so we were kind of like, we have to make a statement here. Right. Because we've never been to Portland. We didn't see a lot of stuff in Portland in the places that we were that we felt like we felt like we were going to do something that was going to stand out. We didn't, there wasn't anything quite like what we were yeah. what we were thinking. Of. Okay. Yeah. And um, you Portland know. is pretty crushed, by the way. There's, oh yeah, Portland's crazy. Yeah, North, Northwest really, is crazy. Really yeah. nice graffiti. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All yeah. A lot of great writers ran through all in there. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's like you know that you have a, a style. That's not. Yeah. That's yeah, this something is different. that sticks out. Yeah, for sure. Different. You know, it'd be like a dime. Went anywhere. Yeah, like that's next. That's the next. That's the three next levels. Yeah, man, yeah. for real. Uh, I think too, man. It's there's so much experience we have that you can't really roll into it. Graffiti was the flavor and the and the and the and the community. Man, mm -hmm. Scheme just posted something on his Instagram feed like yesterday mm -hmm. or today about this. Like the best thing about graffiti is the same thing that's the best about everything in life. It's the family and the brotherhood. It's yeah. And then he goes on to say everybody didn't grow up with an ideal family environment. Everybody didn't grow up in in the kind of place maybe they wish they would or mm -hmm. everybody looks like they're supposed to be. Right. Um, 
and graffiti replaces that for you. Facts. Graffiti yeah. gives that to you, and other things give it to you too. Yeah. But that's what really did it for me. Yeah. You know, it's a constructive gang. You're right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. It is. Yeah. So, I mean, I I think that's, and other people know that about your art, right? They mm-hmm. know that there's this uh, this fifth element to your work. Yeah. Because you came out of this subculture. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's it's apparent, and people ask like, "Hey, is it it's like graffiti?" You know. Well, and they know you have it. Yeah. They know you. They know you go and find shit to paint. I mean, that's really mm-hmm. now it's now it's not that weird. Tons of people do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but when we oh, were in school, man. people would be like, "Yeah, you just go and paint stuff." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was different, yeah, it was man. Pretty yeah, it was. It was different. For like, and you don't have any like canvases. It just gets gone over. Mm-hmm. I mean, still, I'm amazed at the level of work and polish people put into their pieces now mm-hmm. that are that are definitely going to get gone over like yeah. within days. Right. You know, it right. only gets faster. Yeah. The pieces get more polished and the work gets gone you know, over it's, faster. It's interesting because, you know, as graffiti artists, graffiti writers, style writers, we, uh, we learn quickly not to fall in love with your work because it can be so temporary. It can last less than a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you get, I guess, thicker skin, you know, as a, as a creator. Now, mm-hmm someone else someone completely outside of that culture that says you know does uh, brush painting maybe on canvas or something they're, they're a studio artist and they get commissioned to do something publicly like a like a, a traffic signal box or something right and someone tags over that they're devastated yeah they don't even know how to handle it they're just Facts. like why the fuck would somebody do something like that you know they're, it's they're so furious, personal you know? so personal like yeah they're being destroyed and you know we're yeah, we get mad, you know, mm-hmm. and there's times, you know, fights can happen and all that. But uh, for someone that's not a part of a culture like that, it has to be so difficult. To, Absolutely. To, yeah. To see something like that. For us, we're just like, oh, yeah, that shit happened. It's like, part yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just part of it. Yeah. There it went. That mm-hmm. fun while it lasted. Uh, yeah. So I just find that interesting, you know, that, yeah. that you know, coming from graffiti, I, I can't think of another art form. You know, there probably has to be another one that... Uh, gives you thick skin like that where it's like it, the shit's so temporary maybe an environmental artist where you're you know flowers or your of course sure thing or something. well I mean photography you know photography is sort of impermanent but I see what you mean the photo is I yeah, just meant the temporary whatever then, you shoot but the and, thing right. is in graffiti there's a clear and present danger to what you just created yeah. like five anyone, minutes after anyone. you leave the next dude could come up and here's the thing one exactly. of the, yeah. <laughs> one minute after yeah. he's watching well, yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. Like and and it's happened. He knew you were going to paint it. It's happened, bro. Yeah. It's shit. I went to Bloomington, man, and hit freights and came back the next morning for flicks and my shit was lying, bro. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, y'all motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you know I, don't know, I don't know what's worse. Uh, I don't know what's worse, man. Like, people that toy spots and just, like, write, but they're, they're on some bullshit mm-hmm. and they don't think about their actions and they're just not connected into the to the scene mm-hmm. like ignorance basically right. i don't know what's worse that type of ignorance or people that think all spots are just for to do whatever the fuck you want to do mm-hmm. because once that happens it's really hard it's really hard to take that back right you know if you're in a place where where the community i mean take the american tent spot for example okay. that's our fame that's the famous spot in yes it is mm-hmm. and we we hosted our jam there for several years. We've had anytime Zephyr has painted there. There's still the rapes piece on the wall. Rest in peace. A lot of people that have painted here painted mm-hmm. that wall. Yeah, uh, and they still do. 
And now that the neighborhood has been for, for like 20 years now seeing these walls get painted, it's there. You cannot change. The, people drive from all over the city mm-hmm. to just go write bullshit on that wall. Right. It's like they could go to a to the back of a liquor store in their right. neighborhood, like we would have done. Right. Or they could go under a bridge, mm-hmm. or they could get uh, put a fucking piece of plywood up or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they go to graffiti this place. Barn. Right. Graffiti barn. Right. Like right. you. I mean, you probably remember that. I had a graffiti barn in my yard, bro. It was like. <laughs> It's like we're fuck that. We're not going to jail no more. And we just like just did so many pieces like on this barn. Yeah, you know? things that we hadn't tried yet. And it was by the dude. It was, experience. And in that setting, again, it's like before there were legal walls. Mm-hmm. It's like we yeah. had that. It was like you mm-hmm. want to talk about isolation. It was just me and him critiquing each other. Was nice. that's a dope character, right? Yeah. I think it's dope. It could be better. It's like yeah. and you just like I'm on this side. You're on that side. Nice. So the. Dude, at times we like we both worked in the commercial, you know, uh, like advertising, product development. Mm-hmm. You know, he's an experienced graphic designer. I'm an experienced illustrator. Mm-hmm. We're all of that goes into it in a way because by the time we became self-employed, we had already seen so many entrepreneurs that were that were as old as we are now, or at the phase of their career we are now when right. they hired and, us. And we saw successes and failures, and. At a young age, we were put into really important meetings and brainstorming and making important decisions, like right out the gate. So we're in our early 20s in board meetings with people, uh, nothing to do with graffiti, but stuff to do with art or design, Mm -hmm. and uh, just learning how to participate in that world, how to how to talk to people, learn about these salespeople and how they're getting these deals and stuff. And then right. even though you're not studying it to a T, it's still rubbing off on you because right. it's experience you're yep. getting. So by the time, you know, we get out and we're talking to companies like Red Bull or Lilly or, you know, they're, you, you can't be someone who can't um, articulate. Get your th- articulate, get your thoughts across uh, and not know how to talk to someone professionally, you know? So mm-hmm. like, there's that experience that mm-hmm. you can't teach in school right. or read a book about it. You can, but I agree. nothing replaces actual experience as right. far as teaching you. Mm-hmm. So, And the first time you do it, you're going to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, you know. there's tons of times they put me in these dummy meetings where I'm like, I shouldn't even be here. But it was a great learning experience because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I came out of it stronger. You know, it's like yeah. you, 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 you can grow and get really dope. If you have an open mind and are willing to uh, try new things and accept failure, but move on and, and get past it and figure out either how to make that better mm-hmm. or fuck it and do something else, you know. But push at it, you know. It's like you can't you can't just uh, have a narrow path and expect it to always work in that one way. Gotcha. Yeah. I tell you, man, my professional career has has led to things I never dreamed of. I'm not particularly, I get anxious about things, like, you know, meeting people, especially, you know, we, we have we have worked for people that are like million-dollar corporations, that are like household names, that are like the industry leader in whatever they do. Mm-hmm. And there's something super, to me, super intimidating about that. It's cool as fuck. I mean, when you go into these places and you, you kind of get to see inside the processes of some of the products that you know you've known mm-hmm. about your whole life, or you know when we worked for the Speedway, showing up there and just being everything about that. The learning experience has been amazing. Mm-hmm. But I would have, there's no way I could have just as a business person in a career, gone after any of these people. It had to be my work that spoke for me because 
I, there's no other way I would feel comfortable. Right. Right. Like there's, I don't know what else I can't, I can't, I don't, that's what really gives me my confidence, you know? Yeah. So it's, uh, I never would have chose it. And a lot of scary ass shit is my point. A lot yeah. of things, a lot of meetings you've gone into where it's like, wow, this person knows like the president. Right. Of the, of the United States. Oh shit. You know what I mean? Where you're like, <laughs> and like, I'm going in here in a fucking yeah. hoodie and flip flops. <laughs> and I didn't know when I got up this morning that this was going to happen. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Showing up, showing up to work high and then they, uh, spring some meeting up on you where you got to meet some client. I'm like, oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. You still, <laughs> dude, I do storyboards for, for my salesperson. They go off to their meeting. An hour later, they call me. They don't know what to talk about. They're like, go ahead and walk the client through these storyboards. Mm-hmm. The client I've never met. I can't see them. They're on the phone. Wow. I'm just like, okay, so the, are you looking at page three, slide four? Wow. You know, it's like all of that stuff. Dude, the internet, was, well, the internet wasn't new, but broadband as we know it today, high speed, like, mm-hmm. like rich animations and stuff. In the, early in our career, that was really major. People were super amped on it because there was this new processing power like right the advertising world could reclaim animation like it did when it was cheaper than film photography Mm, you know what i mean yeah and so there's so many things that you learn you take it all to the graffiti side uh, or to the mural side but more than anything the versatility is what you learn like the fact that i can draw in multiple different styles pretty authentically the fact that we can that we can adopt a motif and say we can't. We know that you do this thing and I do this thing, so together we can make it mesh in this way. Right. Yeah. Dude, that's gone. That has so much to do with working and collaboratively with people that weren't even artists. Just uh, like you don't win every fight. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's really difficult. There's always some kind of compromise when you're dealing with other people, and especially with money. And if we know creatively, like if I know he really believes something, and he's gonna, and he tells me if he's like, dude, I seriously, mm-hmm. like basically, we, if it's a stalemate, we both, either of us would be like. All right, dude. I don't. I don't think we should do this. Mm-hmm. But if you do, mm-hmm. we can do it. Right. But it's definitely like <laughs> your problem. If this isn't the right solution, you, uh. then we need to come up with something that works. Okay. You know? And so, but that just doesn't really happen. It's really hard to. Yeah, but also two heads are better than one, right? So it seems like even if there is a yeah. problem, one of you guys is like if it, even if it's you know census problem you're going to come up with it. you might see something in a solution in that and then it's like yeah, oh all right spark an exactly idea, yeah an, an enhancement that mm-hmm. happens a lot like i'm uh, i feel like i'm better at seeing something and then figuring out how to make that thing better mm-hmm. versus straight from imagination i feel like he's way stronger yeah i'm, I'm better at arranging things and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that so however uh, it, it's yeah, but because of my experience in the commercial world, uh, I'm trained to do something more palatable, so more people will like it. Yeah. Meaning, less crazy graffiti style, more yeah, just easy for people to get into. <laughs> right, less right. crazy scary faces, yeah. more like normal size exactly. proportions. Uh, yeah. And he would be the first to be like, on this client in this particular moment, that's not what this should be. Like, you should really try to do something crazy. Oh, okay. You know, because gotcha. because it's all about context and who right. you're dealing with, mm. you know, who's gonna see it, you know, who who your client is. If they're really, you know, an edgy brand or you know, they come off as being cool, uh. you you don't want to do something that seems corporate and safe. You know, you gotcha. probably want to push it more, right? Yeah, um, yeah. because that 
they, they they've been doing that you know mm-hmm. commercials or whatever it, yeah. it's cool though man it, it ranges you know there, there's so much variety in what we do and that's that's why i like it you know I, working in design and stuff it was cool and it had its moments but you're kind of doing the same thing all the time mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times and so it it gets a little redundant and, and boring but with murals yeah. it's it's different all the time um, mm-hmm. and we still do design projects but it, illustration but uh, murals is you know what, what's happening the most yeah okay. I mean it's what we're known for for sure and it's the most fun yeah it's something too that's like you know you can always paint and draw hopefully like right you won't always want to I would say this you won't always want to climb a ladder to true do this yeah, you won't, yeah you won't always want to stand outside yeah, for two weeks you know 50 it might be different situation yeah. uh, but this is really I mean I have to remind myself a lot because this is my life like it's pretty normal to us mm. you know to do these things yeah but I try to remain mindful that you know all the of all the years I imagined what it would be like to do this because mm. it's not like you think it's gonna be okay you know what yeah, I'm saying yeah, 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 it's yeah. no you it's, get here and it's like like yes I'm aware in meetings where like yeah, budgeting we we're designing yeah we didn't envision the um Okay. Yeah. Uh, exactly what would happen? You know, we, we kind of had a dream to set out to paint large murals and mm. get paid for them. We didn't even know if that was possible to do for a living. Um, and it's not like our living is is really fantastic. We're making like crazy bank, but you know, we still make you know decent money mm-hmm. and, and can live and do our things. Right. But it's uh. It's more fun. It's it's less hassle. It's uh, less work, really. You know, I mean, I'm not working 40 hours a week for Fab Crew. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm allowed to do a lot more with my life. Okay. Uh, whatever that is, you know. So gotcha. that's, uh, right. that's something you can't get from working for a company, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we're back with part two, the Fab Crew. And um, while we... Uh, had a great part one we're going to go ahead and shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about some graffiti um so uh, sacred was was telling the story and i want to go ahead and, and pass it off to him so he can start this, back this will be the last uh, professional story for this part <laughs> this was a job uh which really became about graffiti in the end but we got hired by a company out in california i think it was zoe productions um the super bowl came to indianapolis in 2012 the Giants versus the Patriots and uh, 46 the company that hired us was tasked to do the uh, basically the after party for the NFL Players Association so they're going to do this whole like warehouse and make it like a street scene like make it like they were it was themed so that okay. like a lot like, like a like a yard like a uh, an industrial yard junkyard okay. with you know yeah and okay. have performances and entertain you know models and all these football players and famous people and mm-hmm. things like that and we were like wow this sounds crazy yeah what do you want us to do and we ended up they wanted us to just wreck everything and just paint graffiti on everything so we oh, just yeah. took all our scraps and we we're just you know painting shit like 317 indy and mm-hmm. then graffiti and stuff over all these like corrugated metal and shipping containers and stuff mm-hmm. throughout but then they wanted us to paint the live party as well and, like mm-hmm. finish something that we had started Mm-hmm. up on like this wide scissor lift so that people could see it while there was a performance and a crowd below us. Uh-huh. 
D, you know, DJ and yeah, J. Cole. J. Cole, Jermaine Dupree. Uh, who else was there? Again, uh, people we didn't we didn't know who J. Cole was at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I knew who he was, but I wasn't into him, you know. Oh, okay, uh, okay. He wasn't Didn't I, know his music. I hadn't Yeah, heard I, it. I didn't like hate him or nothing, but just I wasn't into it. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, Jermaine Dupree, I was like, Man, that's cool. Yeah. But then yeah. there was like fam- there was like football players like Ray Lewis and um uh, Okay. Then there was basketball player uh, John Shally. No, John, John Shally. Shally. <laughs> John uh, That's John Sally. Sally. Yeah, John Sally. Sally. Yeah, yeah, he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were, it was really surreal because we're not, you know, we're not the hippest dudes, and mm-hmm. so we're we're like these dorky guys up on this scaffolding, painting this, you know, finishing this thing out, mm-hmm. while you know, like models are dancing around us and you know, certain uh-huh. shots and stuff. And <laughs> They wanted to do a photo shoot with this one model, so she got up on the scaffolding with us and was like pretending to paint and then you know, showing her assets while we were showing our talents. Right? It was pretty surreal. So it was I would have surreal. to say that was like wait, hold on, wait, 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 was she to work or y'all were painting? Yeah, she was doing everything bro. between us. Yeah, there's. Fo- I have some. Photos I mean, imagine Kate dancing. You know what I'm saying? Like she's got the okay. bar. She's got the bar of the, okay. of the lift. You know what I mean? It's that was lit. Cast black. She was flexing. They weren't strippers or no, 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 no. No, it was a Super Bowl party. But the fact that you guys are painting and y'all got a girl twerking in between you was great, bro. So nuts. That was a, a, a magical time because the Super Bowl, I felt like, brought a lot of our friends some money. Not necessarily all in the you know, graffiti sure. game, real yeah. game, but like DJs we knew. Mm. There's so much shit going Bro, on. Bro, anybody like, we do, they, every, anyone we knew providing creative services, uh, especially if it was hospitality related, like we did everybody three, was working. Three murals nice. because of the Super Bowl. Wow. Two through the Arts Council and then one through this mm-hmm. uh, the Super Bowl party. Mm. But this job for them, there were. Two freestanding columns that painted. So we went, bought a shitload of panels of faux brick paneling, took them back to the old BMX warehouse. Do you remember that? The mm-hmm. BMX dirt yeah, track yeah, that was yeah. indoors? Mm-hmm. All right, so they gave us carte blanche and a key to go in there and oh, paint. Shit. So that was like our endless spot. It was like an illegal spot that was legal for us. Sick. So we were doing our <laughs> we were doing our Super Bowl panels in there. The thing was, we, we buy them, we take them there, set them up, paint them, Ship, drive them there ourselves to the warehouse in mm-hmm. Plainfield, set them up again, and then, you know, touch them up and finish them. Okay. And the night that we go to do this, their power went out in the building. Mm. There's no lights in the building. We had painted it the previous night, but tonight was the night that we had to go in and load all of our panels and bring them through the oh, building and put them shit. in the truck. So, I mean, we had like, just shit like that. Like, we're, they don't, it's like, you don't know how, like, you have to look big enough when that moment comes. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you have to yeah. deliver on a level that makes yeah. that gives them confidence. Yeah. And at that moment, we're like, wow, dude. We're sitting outside a BMX dirt track with no power. Yeah. And we're about to go deliver our art to the NFL Players Association. Right. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, a, a company dealing with them. We, sure. We never had to deal directly with the association. Nope, we didn't. And we didn't really get to meet anybody. Mm. Uh, we didn't get a you know like smoke a blunt with Jermaine Dupree or nothing like that. Mm. I wish we did. We didn't even smoke a blunt by ourselves. I mean, once you got to that party, it was crazy. Very VIP. There's only one entrance. You know, mm. now we could we could get in and out. It wasn't like that where uh. it was like you could have sneaked around there all you wanted to. Okay. But getting in and out of the party was 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 kind of serious because you were getting access to some celebrities. Right, you know? right, 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 right. However, it did turn out to be a little bit different than most years because. Indianapolis, I'm not sure why, they just didn't have the 
the same budget, which is why they did it in Plainfield as opposed mm. to downtown, which is where like Katy Perry's beach party was. Mm. Like everything was downtown. Right. But it was very, very expensive to do that. I wish we would have painted that <clears throat> instead. Hey, you never know. You never know. Yeah, but, right, but, right. but you know, that was, that was surreal. We dealt with an L.A. production company and, you know, we yeah, saw... they were cool. We got there the night of and they've got their earpieces in like the Secret nice, Service, you know? Nice. Yeah, we fumed them out, man. We, we unloaded some cans in that big warehouse, so they, they got a nice buzz. Yeah, <laughs> free of charge. But for the performance part of it, like, we couldn't use aerosol because the place is going to be filled with people. Yeah. So we were using brushes and, and okay. rollers and stuff. So wow. now we have water-based paint, so we would have been able to get around some of that stuff. Oh, yeah. But, man, that's, that's a big thing about working in an interior space. Like, graffiti-wise, you do, it doesn't matter how you do whatever you do with spray paint. Mm. But if you're, like, if people are going to be around you while you're doing it, I think about that so differently than I ever used to. You know? Right. Yeah. But you don't usually have to worry about that. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Let's you, talk about graffiti now. So okay. The, yeah. Jobs, because we elaborated on yeah. that. Yeah. Was, yeah. That, ironically enough, was uh-huh. a job where we were hired to come in and do yeah, graffiti. Yeah, that's why they're like yeah, we wanted to look bombed out yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah, 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 and we were yeah. we were like we were like a day that into our fun. pieces on these shipping containers we both took uh, one shipping container nice. and did these mega pieces on them we, we didn't know they were going to just light them with like colored lights <laughs> so we had all these fades and highlights mm-hmm. and they were like you know they were like at the end of the day like hey guys that looks really cool but like we do want you to put graffiti on like everything that's here mm-hmm. you know so we're like all right so then we just started yeah. doing bubble letters yeah, I wish they that was practice. that in the beginning because yeah. we just got some chromes and stuff yeah. because they had everything Bro. lit a certain that would been dope I, yeah, seriously that would been dope it big been chromes so easier, yeah yeah you know, yeah yeah in white and black yeah. and, you know, real simple yeah yeah you don't always know I mean it was a lot of work and at that time it was the biggest it was the biggest job we had ever we had ever built for mm-hmm. sure yeah. So as far as okay, so you guys have done quite a bit of traveling and painted mm-hmm. in different cities. Why don't you guys talk about some of the different events that you guys have went to as far as like graffiti and some of the ones that have stood out to you? Uh, I mean, the first event, the original event for me was Paint Lewis. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. that was the first one. I I went there to the very first one. Um, it was a really uh, strange little group of us, uh, me and uh, Dose. And Tokyo mm. uh, was MUL crew, but mm. it was before he was MUL. Mm. Um, and then um, this guy that wrote 3P in IWS in the early days, okay, uh, before I even joined, which would have been before 95. Okay. So we went out there, it was like 97, I think, the summer of 97, and uh, we painted a wall out there, and I mean, everyone was out there. They had giant revoke and mm. you know all these west coast hitters yeah. east coast hitters ewok everybody you saw in the magazine um, all the yeah, midwest yeah, yeah. hitters you know chicago you had the dc5 crew you had yeah. the guys down from austin texas like nbk I mean, you had everyone out there um it was unbelievable and that was the, the first experience that i got to a jam and was like wow yeah that's, that's amazing because i had only seen a uh, couple graph mags, uh, source magazine, mm-hmm. rap pages, and so very limited amount of graffiti. And then you go to that, and then your mind is completely blown. And that mm-hmm. that event, really, no other one we've been to has stood out like that. We've been to some really cool events, but that was like <clears throat> that was crazy. And then we went the next year. We took Dan, and 
took uh, a real mm. dose again, uh, creep and backs. Okay. They painted a different wall. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> we were going to go do a big crew yeah. production. Mm -hmm. We got there, and those guys had already split off and did their own yeah. big, big wall. Yeah, I think I They remember. killed it. Like, we yeah, were kind of like, yeah, whoa, yeah, holy yeah, shit. They did a really big one. Spawn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Creep is, yeah. is a dope artist. Because yeah. that, that put them, they, that was like in some magazines. And, and then those, then, then that, and then Scribble Jam at the same yeah. time. So 98 mm -hmm. Scribble Jam, I think, was the first one I went to. Sick. And uh, we went to several in a row. Mm -hmm. um, and man, those events were, again, people from that you knew about from all over the country, heavy hitters, uh, dope rap acts. I mean, you'd see like, KRS One and Atmosphere. Mm -hmm. and, um, man, who was uh, like Blueprint, Sage Friends. Bro, I mean, you name it. You, like, uh, you name M &M it. Yeah. Battle Rusty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, here. so like, mm -hmm. it was, uh, you know. And didn't freestyle. That, that <laughs> I'm just a, saying. That was a major, uh, that was a major eye opener. Like, yeah. wow, this thing is, you know, it's big. So. Yeah, I think that's, um, the, growing up here with that right with that in Cincinnati was mm -hmm. like, man, I was so much more hype on Cincinnati than I was on Chicago, mm -hmm. just because I knew. It, it just gave this vibe of like, because Scribble Jam wasn't just graph. Right. It was like hip hop. Like Mr. Dibbs yeah. is like fucking with Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Like he's yeah. you know that's like his town or whatever. Like there was a real those those labels and crews you hear about were like serious in Cincinnati. They mm -hmm. were doing it, you know. Mm -hmm. And it made it feel like the Cincinnati scene itself was so strong. Yeah. And yeah. being that it was the Midwest and it was such a close town, bro, it was the first place I went to that was like that was the first city I went all the way around mm -hmm. and like saw like all so many brick buildings and all the hills and like uh it just had a spirit to it. I don't know. It just right. it was very magical to me because I knew all the graph I was getting ready to see, because I knew mm -hmm. all the legends were getting ready yeah. to see. Yeah. You're like it felt yeah. like I was yeah. the beginning of Style Wars to me. You know what I mean? Because you're yeah, like, oh, it's yeah. about to go down. Yeah. So in that way it was like we're super spoiled because, you know, some people drove all the way from whoever. Right. And we could have driven we drew drive to Scribble Jam and then drive home at the night mm -hmm. at night. You know? Yeah, it's a few hours. But to get to paint there, I mean that was for a while, that was the goal. Right. I mean, we, yeah, we we got to paint a couple times. <clears throat> Nothing. Well, we did. Fuck a that. Well, two thousand eight was a good one. I yeah, think. Yeah, we we did a couple pretty nice productions. One that got published in a, a Graffiti Planet Two by Ket. Yeah. Mm. He published our wall from uh, Scribble Jam, the the Frankenstein wall. You know that where the pieces are stitched together. Mm -hmm. I'll, Dude, go, I'll, go yeah. I'll go get. I'll get. I got the yeah, book. Yeah, I'll go yeah. get the book. But, yeah, yeah, I'll check it. Out. Well, I can. We can get the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll check it in a second. We, yeah. and, and also, guys, can, I'll get a picture of this piece and I'll post it. You know, in the description, so you guys can see it also. Yeah, we're referring to a couple of pieces that you shouldn't have any trouble gems. getting the photos. But yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that was the year when we did that wall with the Frankenstein. That uh -huh. was the year because our whole thing was we want to come heavy with the productions just like the DF crew mm -hmm. but we can't just do what they do right we have to have another thing because we're not yeah. them yeah 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 and yeah those guys are killing yeah they're crazy and also they're classically trained too like, like Sub yeah. is oh, a yeah. fucking like that he's There's a, a like dude he's like his pay like his fine art stuff is nuts bro you can't even yeah. yeah you can't even mess with that dude at all yeah, Scribe yeah. is another yeah, Scribe is beast. incredible. Just my Scribe hero. is, yeah, man, yeah, I'm Scribe is, yeah, yep. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, that, 
that was what we wanted to do. But again, we looked at what kind of time we had and who was mm-hmm. painting with us. Yeah. yeah. And it's the three of us, a me, him, detour. Because mm-hmm. when a lot of our uh, guys. Berlin, we had. Well. Uh, Nemesis, a couple of years, wrote gems as well. Yeah, there was, two, there was two really good walls we did. And three, if you count the Desert Ninjas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did. Yeah. If you count the Desert Ninjas, it was a pretty good. That's, that's no, three good walls. Let's go three. Let's go three. Let's go three. Yeah, there's yeah. a Fat Ninja. I put a big Fat Ninja in that one. Yeah, those were like the pre-chronic days. We were that West Side Swag shit. That Reggie Miller. You know? A lot of Krylon, too. I was like, oh, shit. I did. I remember. I can't even believe I remember this. I did Olive Green, like, under lights on the Ninjas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Usually you underline the bright color. Right. You don't win them all. You think yeah. you're winning them all every single. You're day. like nobody's over here doing olive green underlight. You're like, <laughs> so dumb. But man, that stuff like there's so many jams, small jams like up in Chicago, up in Gary, and you know. Um, what was the one in New York where you guys painted like the? Um... Oh, a Get Up State. Get Up State. Mm-hmm. Itha- that was like Ithaca, Ithaca, New York. Mm-hmm. And man, that was a very surreal experience as well. That's and the best it will ever get. We, I, yeah. I still don't know why we were invited to that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the other people that were there were all legendary. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I don't just mean to us. I mean, yeah, Scribble like Jam was one thing. They were contemporary. I'm right. talking about like... World legendary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scheme, Chain 3, Part right. 1. Right, right, Rhyme. Uh, Wayne. Dubs, mm-hmm. Wayne. Dero. Dero. Mad. Mm-hmm. Amin. Part mm-hmm. 1. Mm-hmm. Bates. Mm. You know what I'm saying? SP one, SP cycle, emit, cycle, wrath, chem five. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just went on and on, and then here we were, and then and then us, (laughs) these Midwestern boys. But you know, yeah, but you guys, damn man. And and the guy uh, Emil, he he's the one from the UK, but Um, he he lives in Ithaca, guy now. Okay, so he. I think he was friends with Detour on Facebook or something. Okay. And Bro, he saw he, our wall. He saw a production. We This way he told me. Because we went to his house yeah, to yeah, get his yeah. paint. Because okay. we got in the car. And the first thing I told him was like, what the fuck? Like, how are we here? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Like, yeah. this is really crazy to me. Because we're walking around. Just the names we just told you. Right. We're, we're just lottery. We're just walking around looking <laughs> right. and going, here they all are. <laughs> right, right. All of them. We here, yeah. You know, and uh, it was just so, uh, yeah. We didn't even name Journey. Mast, like, yeah. just all the people that are dope because mm-hmm. it's New York, so it's yeah. like, yeah, it was easy. If you can get, Mecca, the, if you can get those guys, it's like yeah. a five-hour drive, yeah. I think, for them. Yeah. So the reason that uh, he found out about us is because uh, back in like 2008, we painted a wall on Five Points. Five in, Points uh, in mm. Queens. Mm, and nice. We painted a production. Did you ever see that spot? I think that's the one I was referring to. Because who was it with? Well, the three of us. It was like me, the, me and him. Okay, what was the thing? Yeah. Monsters was, under yeah, the bed. That, that was the bed. one. Yeah, the monsters yeah. under the bed. That yeah. was the shit. That was the joint. Bro. That's a, man. Now got, that was the joint. Yeah, that the, was the one that I was archives. thinking about. Yeah. Was, like, so that dude Neil yeah. was in New York City uh, and saw. So when we painted that wall, uh, we got there. Mears is the homie. Mm-hmm. Mears CBS uh, is a, a super nice dude. I, it was cool to see him the way he handled that spot mm-hmm. because as a person who, and like as both of us people who host writers or had historically roast, hosted roasted writers uh-huh. hosted writers <laughs> as a, so for, <laughs> for Jan <laughs> it was cool to see the way he handled he handled it like that dude made it it was serious like you know he would show up uh, basically 
ask you a few questions. The thing about five points is anyone can paint there. Okay. Like, that's the thing. But he kind of will be like, what's your thing? And then he asks how long you've been painting. And we're like, you know, 11 years, 12 years, 13, whatever. And he yeah. goes, he's like, all right, then you guys are good. He's like, anybody that does something good on the back wall, I'm going to let it ride for a year. Mm-hmm. Which is something that at five points, mostly the only things that rode for a year would have been things that were pretty high. Because right. they didn't have lifts just available for everyone. Okay. So that was kind of cool, which ultimately is, I think is why. Otherwise, a month later it would have been gone. Three months later, six months later right. it would have been gone. You yeah, know? Yeah. So, yeah, so he saw it and then kept us in mind for when he had that event, I guess. Because yeah. he, he found, had one before that we weren't invited to. Yep. Okay. Um, what was that, maybe two years the, prior to yep. that, two or three years? Yep. So that was 2016 we went? Yeah, and he had, uh, man, they gave us a spot that was like, premiere too like right on the road and we did like this hillbilly production we painted chad bro we painted i remember that one yeah. that was great and that, that was great with the red beard he had the yeah. long beard and yeah. the cartoon chicken yeah. running away from yeah, him yeah that yeah. shit was great man so chad squatch mm-hmm. chasing the mm-hmm. chicken yeah again df we're just trying to be like our be like our dudes yeah this is fucking sick yeah yeah they were a big influence mm-hmm. but that's again the style of like the three of us are together we know we can do a character, some back, something else, and then yeah, like hopefully, and find a way for us that all three of us can get hands on it. Yeah, you know, and new pieces, hopefully. Yeah. Monsters Under the Bed was a trip because the concept there was I was like, everybody paints, you guys paint your pieces how you want. I'm gonna do mine as a backboard, so I had to have some lighting, uh, but they could do their pieces how they want because it's a patchwork quilt. Uh, you yeah. just have to put stitches around your piece to mm-hmm. make it look like it's stitched in there. Sick. Right. So that meant Detour could do whatever he, he could get, like. He's doing the entire blanket now yeah. for us, yeah. so that we're so that we can do like these things. It's like he can do just the, the window with the lighting and shadows where he needed to. Dude, and again, so much Krylon. My my part of it, not that it matters, all Krylon. Mm-hmm. I didn't use any on my sense That's piece fine. headboard. I didn't use any. I was super. That mattered to me at one point in time. I was like, nah, I'm, just, I'm still using Krylon. <laughs> so stupid. Die, die. We still had. I mean, we used a bunch of it on there, yeah. but it was just a bunch of other stuff on there, but. Mm-hmm. We had so much Krylon for so long because we drove there. Yeah. I mean, you know, we went. Mm-hmm. If yeah, you we really... went there, uh, <clears throat> I, I went there with a, an ex-girlfriend for like a wedding in New York City, and Chad and Dan drove separately. Wow! And since she was a bridesmaid, she had a lot to do with her friend. Mm-hmm. So I had all this free time. Mm. So we were like, hey. Uh, I'll be in New York. Why don't you guys meet me? <laughs> this dude's like off. staying at like yeah. the nice New York that you see oh, in the man. movies, probably. <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. You know, and me and Chad. I mean, we, it was the, uh, the well. The first night we all the stayed Lehman in the same place. At first, we all stayed in the same collapsed. place. It was one of their daughters. Oh, really? Yeah, the Lehman Brothers. So during the housing uh, financial collapse, two thousand eight, Lehman Brothers took a major hit. Yeah, and um, you know they may not have done things correctly, but one of their employees, major employees, uh, like an accountant, his daughter was the one getting married. She was mm. my <clears throat> ex's friend. They went to Notre Dame together. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, Crazy. so we went to mm-hmm. this really high-class wedding. Uh, it was actually in New Jersey overlooking New York, but, I mean, it was like, it was high-class. It was like, wow. Yeah, so how did that... And then we painted <laughs> five points. So, yeah, because you were point. talking about where he was standing and where he went showers. Well, saying. yeah, but I feel like, didn't we stay at the same place, though? Uh, the first night, I think we stayed in a hotel all together. Yeah, but not in a room together. Yeah, we did. We I did? So, yeah. Okay. We got, like, two queen beds or something like that. Man, that night's a total blackout. All I know yeah, is we took it, the train in like, the city uh, and, and ate, like... we stayed like, at the, where the wedding <laughs> was on pizza. the next night, so... 
Because you guys... Yeah, I don't remember the details exactly. I don't remember that night at all. That's I do remember crazy. staying there all together, though. Um, yeah, it's weird how that happens. I remember very few things. Mostly I remember when we split with you guys and it was just me and Chad. Because we... I drove there with him. We we all we drove at the same time, like they were ahead of us. Oh, okay. But yeah, like I was, was with. So that was like a tw- combined like twenty four twenty five hours in the car with Detour, which uh. was a new one for me, <laughs> a record that I blasted <laughs> when I took a two week road trip with him in twenty sixteen. Right, right. Uh, I'm sure that's entertaining as hell, man. <laughs> dude, I learned a lot about music. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's he listens to some good music. Yeah. Like some shit that I hadn't th- thought much about because I don't. Do hippie stuff. Yeah. So, but anyway, it was that wall ended up getting us at Get Up State, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll never do something better. Yeah, that, that event was cool. They were all really cool. We got to do something really unique too. Um, on one of the nights, we got to go to Cornell University, which is an Ivy League school. They mm-hmm. have a library, uh-huh. and in the basement of the library is this vault that has all these precious documents and famous books and things like that. But it also has a, a hip-hop archive of some sort so they bought a bunch of stuff off the scene like his sketchbooks and photos african bombada like cassette tapes and uh, like note journals and things like that like his notebook from high school like free zulu yeah so like they have this collection okay they they haven't you know put it on display yet they have it okay in their possession so they knew we were coming and knew some guys from the early history were part of this group mm-hmm. so we all got to go down and like in the middle of the night you know kids are studying in the in the library mm-hmm. and there's like 15 dudes all drunk walking <laughs> you know and they're like what the hell you know? yeah because they did it was just they did they were surprised we're like yeah. we just went to the meetup and we're just hanging like drinking we probably yeah. drank at the wall yeah and they're like hey uh, you know like hang we're out going here to this we're thing. gonna do we're something like Japanese bands and go <clears throat> see this you know? and it was amazing so you got to go down there and they were looking at, you know, we were looking at other things too, like um, different historical documents. So that was a, man, I, that jam will never happen again. Right. <laughs> and maybe yeah. there will be another get up state, yeah. but our experience like right, that, that probably yeah, won't yeah, happen yeah, again. Well, sure. one, of those buildings just, us, one of those buildings just got leveled. Mm. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I don't think it was ours, but ironically. The one San Antonio is a fun jam. Yep. Claude, Claude Caps. Caps. I don't okay. think they do that anymore either. Okay. But. <clears throat> There's a shop down there called I don't know if it's, it's still called the Paint Yard. Okay. Um, I thought it was. It might change. But there's it a might it, have changed. it's a great it's a pretty good shop down there like a okay. really good one they have a gallery adjacent to it huge paint selection mm-hmm. and they've got walls <clears throat> and they kind of got these as a lot of people do they got walls surrounding it so like that was a crazy ass jam too so we got flown down there for this one <clears throat> me him detour. Ooh. We I know some... that one was for... Um... Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Claude Caps was a very different one. Claude Caps, we drove down. It was our own money and stuff. On the other one... And pretty much nobody knew who we were, but that's where we met RTDs. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, what was the other They came up called? here for a subsurface. Or oh, that's right. We, yeah. we met them first yeah, there. Yeah. Content so, under yeah, pressure. Yeah, because they came up here. our buddy Exhaust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, CT, MFK, mm-hmm. CBS. Yeah. yeah. He... Um, he Boss. was living in San Antonio and was working with this paint shop, and they said they had a budget so they could get some, you know, uh, you know, some people travel, mm-hmm. and that would be, you know, enough to hopefully get some people down there. So he mm-hmm. said, "Man, I can get you um, 
They wanted people uh, that would hotel do hotel room and art, you, know. you know. Okay. And so we were like, yeah, we'll hook it up, you know. Yeah. And so that was sweet. The, the other time we drove down, and that's a long drive. Now, and was that before, or after subsurface? That was during. During, during yeah. subsurface, okay. So how did that, like, subsurface, why don't you talk about how you guys came up with that and how that all came about? Uh, before we go further, is everybody okay. good standing here? Do you? We're fine. Okay, because I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And we're probably going to have better sound in here, honestly. Okay. Um, yeah. But uh, how started, did... Yeah. I would say it started with uh, Matt Lawrence, Dose. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he had talked to the Broad Ripple Village Association... Okay. Um, we were trying to do. We saw Paint Lewis, and we were trying to make a Paint Lewis, yeah. like a, our okay. version so of that. That's how that. But he he was kind of like the guy that would, you know, talk to people and and, and get in meetings and stuff. And mm -hmm. we were yeah. all real younger. He was the first one making pamphlets and shit. Yeah. Okay. Know, okay. And things like that. So he would, uh, you know, he. So we, the three of us, kind of um, formed it, and it and it happened in 2002, the first time. In Broad Ripple, mm. uh, back there behind Kroger and yeah. the Alley Cat and the post office and mm. all that. So um, then it didn't happen. That was only people from Indiana, the first one. Yeah. That was our, basically Indiana. our whole network. That's where we network. met. Yeah. Kisa Crew from up north, those guys that, you know, from Chicago and mm. East Chicago and Gary and yeah. Hammond. And uh, we met, uh, who else did we meet in that first one? Well, dude, Most of it was people uh, we knew from uh, here, like... A lot of MUL people and, and too MUL. came. Yeah. That were yeah, like we met MUL people we mm -hmm. hadn't met before. The, a lot of them weren't really weren't from here. There was one or two guys that were from here, but mm -hmm. then a bunch of them from Chicago that we really didn't know yeah, came yeah, out yeah. here for the first time. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that helped us, bro. And people that didn't do legal walls at all, TCB, mm -hmm. like we're all yeah. there, like yeah. doing big roller joints. Right. Like it was a it was a pretty surreal experience, mm -hmm. you yeah. know. In Fire hindsight, and Q and Lucy. And yep. All those gas. And we did our first. Our first first one was the mole wall, right? Yeah. On the yeah. the auto body shop. Yeah. So that was like that was a weird one. That was that was a weird one, bro. It's hard to describe the experience, but we created a jam, and our only real template we thought was like that we knew we could kind of sort of be like was scribble jam, uh -huh. but we were small. Okay. So it was like we we're the organizers. We take. We wanted the big wall. However, this wall we took the first year was a wall that we knew people were going to do kind of whack mm -hmm. because it had a door in the middle. Okay. So we took that wall. Okay. Because it was like, if it's big but it is also fucked up, that's still that, that's yeah. still for us. Right, right. So uh, that's kind of been our philosophy is like, we do want to do the best, biggest wall, but we don't want to put somebody in a situation where they're going to fail. Right. So... But we kind of failed on that first one. <laughs> it did not work out. Yeah. Uh, we thought we were like, we're going to do this. And we, you know, we learned a lot that mm -hmm. way. But we met so many people. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Heist, no, Heist wasn't out for that one yet. But no. the next one. all Indiana people. Right. So then the next one was 2004. Because Matt was in charge. And he was, he's the one who worked with, we couldn't have really done it without the Village Association. Okay. Here's the weird thing about jams. We've been dealing with, like, neighborhoods for a long time. Uh -huh. People that own buildings for a long time. So, mm. as much as graffiti is dope and, and writers, like, stealing walls and, and, like, getting up is dope, for us to do the thing that we felt like was missing, because people always have kind of been getting up in Indy. Right. But the, for us to do what we thought was missing, we had to kind of do that other side. And Dose was the only one willing to do it. Mm. So... He got the releases printed where everybody's like, I will not do art. 
Jack Nicholson or just what you know. Right, I won't draw dicks. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like whatever the waivers. Right, right, right. And just, he couldn't do that again the, the next year. It was okay. just like some people painted cockroaches and skulls, and they were just like that violates our right. waiver. You yeah. know. <laughs> so the next year. In between time, there was that show, Beautiful Losers in, in Cincinnati, in like, mm-hmm. I think 2003. That's where we first went to meet Rapes and Scribe. Okay. And we went and just like, hey, we have a little teeny tiny jam in Indianapolis. If you guys want to paint, like you can totally pick whichever wall you want. Right, right. So that was the first time we met that dude. And then Rapes, Devious, drove out, did a wall with us. We all painted like this place called the Fat Man Warehouse, some nefarious-ass recording studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sick. And we drove to Broad Ripple, and they are like, oh, we want the big one, this good, this really good one. Uh. And, you know, it was like, yeah. But then that, boom, bro, they came out. Scribe, yeah, Devious, SE1, uh. Arrow, mm. um, Rapes. They did the Lumberjack production. I mean... Sick shit. And that was... Uh, that was when we felt like we really had a jam. Yeah. Because, like, those guys came. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then other guys, like Mines. Right. And, uh, Dark at the time. Mm-hmm. Had, uh, Dens. Dens. Dens uninvited, Dens. of course, in, in true Dens style. That was the Sick. first time we ever met him. Mm-hmm. Temper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else did we meet that? Um, that we had <clears throat> but it definitely grew. And so then that allowed us to be invited just to go and paint with these people right. in other cities, you know, mm-hmm. um, just for fun, not for jams or anything. Gotcha. The first time we painted in Chicago was with the Kisa crew. Okay. Because we, when the wall, the spot we got was like, it was just out of control. Mm-hmm. Like it got super pieced up all around us. Mm-hmm. Like we did our pieces and then we saw flicks later and it was just like pieces in between pieces, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But that was the first, we were like, holy shit, we're we're piecing up in Chicago. Mm, we're in the we're yeah. in the viaduct, you know. Yeah, sick. So yeah, see, we would just go out there like Shore and demo. Like we would go out there with them and yep. like, all right, we're gonna go paint some auto racks. Or, all right, yep. we're gonna go, yep. you know, like yep. we're gonna paint some shit. We're gonna say these fools assholes. Like, okay, who did they paint you know, with? Uh, well, when we went out there, like they would just take us. So it would be like. Oh, like or when they were out there because you know they originally were like in TFD so like we yeah, would stay yeah, with like Rock and Jinx gotcha, we would gotcha. sleep at Rock and Jinx's house like but we would go and they would just paint like we would go paint and then kick it and then alright we're gonna go hella late to Rock and Jinx and like sleep on their floor and shit you know so it was never painting walls in Chicago it was my experience with Chicago is trains at night and that's it yeah, you know what man. I'm saying so yeah man, yeah, man. we painted bridges uh, we painted tr- we did paint trains once in Chicago. Yeah, once. Once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we mainly painted walls. It would yeah, be that's tight, what though. I would yeah. like, yeah, that's the sick shit, though. Like, that's the sick shit, and that's why. We never painted yeah. clean trains. It was mm-hmm. just freights. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had the chance, but uh, the circumstances didn't seem <laughs> didn't seem really, like, super duper in our favor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just a whole other monster. Oh, yeah, you know? It's a whole, a whole other monster. Yeah. It's a great place, though. but the subsurface definitely was the reason we started to form relationships nationally Mm -hmm. and but I mean if you so that's 2004 you go all the way to 2015 which is the last time that we did it okay excuse me so skipping one year that's that is 15 so that's actually 14 events that we did Mm -hmm. so I mean it was like it's kind of hard to explain but like that was my Labor Day weekend every year, I knew what was happening. Mm-hmm. I wasn't 
worried about nobody's barbecue. Right. Ne- I, I've never been to a Labor Day barbecue. Right. Like, I don't... It's weird. So that was like your... <laughs> it's a Miller bug. Mm-hmm. Um, the dumbest creature. That that was, became a thing that was like who we are. It's like your identity. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you spend all this energy cold calling people around the country or just getting referrals. It's like, I know this dude and can you get me in touch with this dude? So it was like the people that were getting to, that were coming to paint here in the first few years were like people I was calling up. Like, hey, uh, yo, Rapes, give me your number or mm-hmm. yo, uh, Quays, give me your number or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, it's like, so that's how it was forever. And that, the way to build, to, the energy it took to build those relationships and get people to come here and figuring out ways to incentivize them. We didn't have any money for them. We didn't have mm-hmm. paint for them. It's mm-hmm. like, can we do anything? Can we, you know, eventually we found ways to give them like a discount on a hotel, mm-hmm. which kind of backfired on us. <laughs> So, you know, because we Facts. can't have nice things. Yeah, for real. But like, bro, we had yeah. restaurants in the neighborhoods, like down to do like meal yeah. discounts. Nice. We had uh, one. We had a party sponsored by Hot Box Pizza. Yep. Mm. So I had a party when I used to live in oh, South Broadway. Right. Mm. We used to the after party was like unofficial mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, and they, I don't remember how many pizzas and <laughs> orders of breadsticks they brought through. But mm-hmm. Shit got smashed. It's so hard. Like, it's so hard. We, that was just a professional relationship we had. We've done a ton yeah. of work with Hotbox Pizza. Nice. And so when it came time to feed a bunch of our friends that were in town, mm-hmm. like they came through and made it look real good for us. Nice. <laughs> you know, nice. just yeah, like yeah. Red Bull. It's like Red Bull. We did work with them and they were mm-hmm. really cool. So like when our friends were in town, they drop a bunch of Red Bulls. It just, mm-hmm. it makes a whole thing. Even that was grassroots. Like the idea that we're going to get Iron Lack and Pepsi and everybody and Adidas mm-hmm. to get with us and do a, 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 a jam. Mm-hmm was kind of impossible to us. Right. Because we, I mean, we saw a scribble jam, you know, mm-hmm. you saw how that changed. Like, I love hip hop music, but I love graffiti the most. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you cannot just have a graffiti jam and run it uh, as, a, as a regular ticketed event. It has to be, mu- there's yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vendors, sure. whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And that was, our thing was we want our friends to come and paint. That's what we always wanted. Right. <clears throat> so, Man, crazy people ended up coming to paint here. Yeah, crazy people Definitely. ended up coming to paint here. Yeah, some legends for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty shocked about it. I mean, it's easy to forget because it's not on my mind every day like it used to be. Right. But I mean, we've had DF Crew is the obvious, like our dudes that we always wanted to paint with, and then we did paint with them. Uh-huh. <clears throat> like, you know, Emit, Scribe, you know, East. Quays, uh, Devious a bunch of times, and then like people that are now crazy legendary are people that are like just Midwest dudes, like Omens, mm-hmm. Revise, um, like people that Chucho, mm-hmm. character legends, yeah, yeah. Chucho, you know, Scribe again, like I say, it was like people that came in and was like helped reinforce our vision of like we want to do a jam where you have to do tight shit. Yeah. So like if other people come and outdo us, that's just like, yeah. that pushes the level pushes yeah, it yeah. all the way, man. Yeah. But I mean, crazy people amuse the whole MFK crew are like yeah. homies of ours. Yeah. And they've become like, yeah, crazy dudes on the scene. Yeah, man. You know, like, yeah, but even other shit, like people from other countries that we didn't even 
really know people mm-hmm. from other states that we never just met for the first time. Yeah, you know? it's definitely because you know when you guys started Subsurface, I lived in Seattle and it was like, hey, they feel like there's this new jam that I, you know, and I'm seeing pictures. I'm like, damn, they got that popping in indie. Like, yeah. hey, you know, it's like it's basically like, yeah, official summer thing you know and then boom i come back and then get a chance to paint it's like dang like i look over it's like you got like these guys on this side you know it's just, it's yeah. it, it's a it is a official feeling like wow there's a great quality jam yeah. in indie and these guys are putting it on you know it was it, it, it's hard to it's hard to continue to get the to get talent that's dope to come through mm-hmm. we just happened to have come up at a time when we had peer like dude People yeah, like people just kind of looking for an excuse to travel somewhere and paint. You know, yeah, we did it on almost no money, um, mm-hmm. our own money to print some shirts. A lot of times, some of that. <laughs> Slowly, it was like if we sold shirts one year, we'd save that and put it towards something. Then we started doing the music show, and it's like, cool, mm-hmm. we made two hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Next year, the shirts are free. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> it was. It was a very the idea that you would again there's these events now where people are boosting property value and and staking their their city's reputation on street art festivals and we big we, corporate budgets and right. things like that and we, we we did this like truly as 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 zero as we could as as like friend to friend like yeah. i don't have money for you but you can stay at my house and that's you know that is yeah. the 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 graffiti writer family like the culture is no matter what if you call somebody and you're in their town they're probably gonna let you crash you know yeah. like like yo now he'll get with a shower yeah. maybe you know say a beer yeah. a sandwich and let's go paint you know yeah. so if, if that's if that's all they got and a dope wall then people are willing to do that because if you give me a chance to shine and i can do something dope and then put that on my portfolio then i'm going to come through and then invite you to my show you know so yeah it definitely you guys gave a lot of different artists that opportunity because i have like my piece from the subservice that went to it's in my book you know so it's like all right hey this is an unforgettable time you know and this was a great jam you know that was the um yeah that was a great jam it's kind of Mm pre-internet too i mean i mean we didn't with the exception of maybe one year or two we didn't. There was no. I mean, people didn't even talk about it hardly on social media. Mm. It was very much something we felt was personal, and mm. I think that's ultimately why it was hard to imagine trying to scale it up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Everybody yeah. that wanted to help out, we would listen to their ideas and things. And there were a lot of people that did help, but they would always have ideas to advance it and make it more about you know making money, getting it bigger. You know, it's like, hey, can you help us? Maybe get some bigger acts in, and then it's like, all right, now we got to raise this much money. And right. It's like, man, that's not what we're in it for. Yeah. Right. We don't want to become event planners. We mm-hmm. just like to have our friends paint shit. Yeah, you know, like yeah, that's, yeah. That's it. You know. It's well, like, and again, we look. We're looking at Scribble Jam. Like Scribble Magazine was legit. It was dope. It was. Yeah. Scribble Jam was was created as a launch party for Scribble Magazine. Mm. Scribble Magazine. Uh, you know, eventually fizzled out, but during the life of Scribble Jam, the graffiti was like, you know, MCs were getting money, mm-hmm. B-boys were getting money, mm-hmm. DJs were getting money. Everybody could win a battle for $10,000 except graffiti writers. Right. And graffiti, and, and by the end, they weren't even getting cans. And then by the end, they weren't even getting tickets. It wow. was like, 
Dude, it really became a thing where it was like, it's, it fucking sucked to be locked outside of Scribble Jam and watch people in there, like, blowing money on all kinds of shit besides graffiti. Yeah. And, and so you kind of realize, like, can you charge money for graffiti? Because isn't that the whole thing about it, right? Yeah, facts. Yeah, it's so true. What are you gonna do? Like, so we went to a jam in San Antonio, the one they flew us out to, okay. where they, like, put up gates. And it was like, you had to have a ticket to come in here to this jam. Dude, mm-hmm. they they flew Opio. Sick from Hyro. From Hyro. Yeah. Sick. To come and perform, bro. Okay. Yeah, to a crowd of five people. S- swear. That's hard. And us. Damn. And he was like, people painting. He's like, here's the stage. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, it's a yeah. stage. He's under a tent. <laughs> and like twenty feet ahead of him is us painting our wall. Damn. And that was it. And then a bunch of people outside of the fence. Damn. Yeah, who didn't pay? Who so didn't they're just standing here yeah. listening to it through the wow. fence for free. You know what I mean? That's some that's some janky oh. shit. They're like, pay to get in, fool. Yeah. They were trying to recoup right. the money that they had spent on flying people out. You know, yeah. that, that was their way of trying to think of a way to, to do it. It's like, Got man, you. there's other ways you could probably do it. Right. You know, like, Again, man, this is the have side. Have a big show at night, charge an entry at the door, mm-hmm. party. Right. You know, even if it's cheap, like five bucks a person, yeah. that's better than... Five people spending twenty bucks. Right, you get yeah. two hundred people spending twenty bucks. That's yeah, you get a lot more money. True. Yeah, I mean, there's jams are crazy. Events are are interesting because they're all so different. I mean, I went to uh, Colorado Crush, which you, I don't think you've been to. No. Nope. But that's that. They just call it Crush Walls now. Okay. But. That was an again. That was the thing. that was all graph, like graph mm. writers painting like crazy. Denver's dope. There's a lot yeah. of writers there. Yeah, they sure are. But when it came time to to become really official, street art is really what it's for. Graffiti writers can still paint. They just they don't get the big walls, the best walls. They don't get the money. Mm. If you were like legendary, mm. the people that always the right, people right. that don't ever have to pay for plane yeah, tickets yeah, 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 wouldn't yeah. have to pay for one here. Right. But right. everybody else, good yeah. luck. So. It's not even like it's shitty. It's just you have to understand that these people that run this event, they're not thinking about the art. They are thinking about the artist, but they don't have to only think about the artist. Right. Like there is everybody, dude, from property owners to mm. councilmen to the governor. Okay. You know what I mean? Like everyone cares because the, because it's now a part of gentrification. Yeah. You flip houses, open breweries, put, put up street art. In. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Uh, that is a thing that's crazy because we, the last subsurface was 2015. After that, I started using my energy to kind of move around to different places and try to meet other writers. Okay. As opposed to get them to come here, which mm-hmm. is like, you have Art Basel, you have Meeting of Styles Anywhere, you have uh, all these great events around the world. It's like Indianapolis doesn't have, I can't, I don't know how, I can't make you come here. Right. People will yeah. spend $1,000 to go to Miami just to paint one piece because it's dope. For it's sure. Miami. Yeah. You know, so anyway, that whole culture changed a lot. Jams became yeah. big, graffiti became big. People grew up. People started, you know, having less time to do it for fun. So mm-hmm. it becomes harder of, uh, to incentivize people to come to your city and paint. So I, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. I mean... There's a lot of us that subsurface was our thing. Yeah. It was our jam that like was what we all thought about real personally. Mm-hmm. And there's just a moment for that. I don't I would still I'm not saying I'll never do something like that again, but Yeah, it would still be low key if we did it again. It would just be 
floor the same. You know, yeah. just be like whatever walls, probably the tent area because yeah. they're so cool. With it. We really just need to redo that. Like, that square too, though. Like, yeah. they all do. Yeah. Yeah. They want people want it. It's just. They want you to get it approved now and stuff, you know? It's like once you draw attention to it, then they want to start having their say in it and right. putting their hand in it. Well, But they don't have any money to give you. Mm, well, hey, just, wait a minute, though. That's changing. Not, not all the time. Well, no, that. I, but I'm saying now there are, there's like legit, there's an organization in charge of doing this now. And, and like, you know, when we were there, we were just like, we're doing murals now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's so different. Now there's like, they have... Create Fountain Square, which is a coalition of people in the neighborhood mm. whose whole idea, or their whole purpose is to figure out ways to make art stay the the main thing in that neighborhood. Nice. You know, whereas before it was just like we could just go paint and it was just happening. Mm -hmm. I still would love to do that, but once you start, it's hard when you question the value, right? Like who's getting the most value here? Okay. It takes so much for us to get this to happen. And we don't have anywhere to get the resources from. Right. So, what do we do? Mm -hmm. You know? Our friends don't just come here for fun like they used to. Right, know? right. Because everybody yeah. has their own thing going on. And you guys have also transfer transferred into full-fledged, like, your, your, your mural business and what you guys are doing artistically. Crazy. It's taking up the bulk of your time. Well, I would say it's not taking up the bulk of our time, okay. but it is... It is... It has its own momentum right now. Okay. So we don't have to go out there and make phone calls and climb ladders all day every day mm -hmm. to have something to do. There's gotcha. always something for us to work on. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably, you know, we're, we still paint. It's just for different reasons. Okay. You know? I mean, I think we both think about getting back to graffiti or murals or doing more of the things we used to do. But... I mean, I can't lie. Something, something changes when now we get paid to do this. Like mm -hmm. now, this is our living. Right. So. Yeah, you start thinking about your other time differently. What yeah. other things you could accomplish or get done? You know, because when you're young, you think that you know, the thing you enjoy the most, graffiti, is what is always going to be the thing that drives you the most. And man, everyone I know has chilled out to some degree. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, no matter how old they are or young they are, uh, at, just after time, you, mm -hmm. you just, at some point you realize something else has to happen, you know? So, uh, yeah. But it's always good to have it because you never know when you got time for it. You mm -hmm. Just be on vacation somewhere. And yeah. Like, oh man, I got this spot. Let's go paint this. Let's mm -hmm. do it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's true. We painted yeah. some greenhouses out in Oregon. Nice. Uh, we painted in Portland, but we also spent about more than half of our trip hanging with our buddy Detour in like rural Oregon. Mm. And, um, you know, they're all mountain people and stuff and fun to be around. Uh, they got greenhouses out there galore. So they had, you know, just plywood and was like, let's paint some greenhouses. Yeah. Why not? So yeah. just peace up in the middle yeah. of these beautiful mountains. Nice. It's nice, man. Mm. Yeah. I like Smoke it. Like I like crazy. Like <laughs> I'm a city boy, but I like being outside. Yeah. And, and, the wilderness mm -hmm. too yeah, yeah i mean i think it's uh i still love graffiti but it's hard man you i mean i do it's there's no but i love graffiti mm -hmm. it's yeah, it's, for it's, sure. it's it really has like given it has it has created so much of what i care about in my life i really can't can't like overstate that you right know? 
but it can't be the only thing. Ultimately, it is something that's something that you pour your youth into, mm-hmm. and it's led to this. It's led to a life where we more or less choose how we do what we want to do. Right. You know? And it would be great to keep paint, keep doing pieces all the time and be all about it, but there is more to life. There just this is, is true. You know? This is very yeah. true. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, and then also now that you're able to, because it's like this, if you're, okay, if you're working like a nine to five and then you're doing art in the time that you're not doing your nine to five or your regular job, whatever it is, while you're working, you're thinking about this is the art that I should be making or this is the art that I could be making. But like, if you're professionally doing it, even though sometimes, and maybe all the time, it's not what you guys want, when you can sneak the shit in that fulfills you, of course, this is like, you're like oh man, like this is like, I'm feeling real good because of, of this shit. So then now, when I'm working, like you said, you guys are thinking about what you could be doing with that other time right. because you're getting busy right. for your nine to five. Right. You know, so yeah, it definitely shifts Well, here. I will say too, something that's probably hard to imagine, maybe it's not, but we actually weren't grinding that hard at our nine to five toward the end. Okay. Our both of us, our careers had been super heavy grinding at certain times professionally, mm. but uh, the companies that we were working for toward the end, the nature of our work, man. I mean, when you're a salaried employee in the creative industry, sometimes shit's not happening. It's mm, just okay. you know you're so you do you actually don't have that same pressure. You, and you definitely don't have the creative pressure okay. because what you learn in the commercial world is how to find solutions super fast. Okay. So what make so I think what makes you hungry to keep creating is to keep creating, you know, like versus now, dude, it's so different. Like now it's we don't have anything to push back against. So when people say like let's come up with this, it's like we're really thinking about the best solution for this. We're not going, oh, finally, we get to smoke one and and concept some crazy shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's just what we do. (laughs) Right, right, So, uh, so there is something that your work, I don't want to, your work tames or, tame is a cheap word. It becomes a lot more focused. Okay. You, You become more economical in your decisions and you start to understand Oh, we've done a job like this before. We've done a, a personal graffiti wall like this before. We know how to get to the solution we got to before faster. Right. We can leave some of the things out that seemed important before, and we can put more focus on something that's going to be a lot clearer when it's all said and done. You know what I mean? So go all the way up to that wall we did in Portland, where it's he and I had spent like a couple weeks sort of preparing because we didn't know what we were going to do in Oregon. So it's like I bought all this gear. We went hiking a bunch, and... So by the time we, we got to Portland, to me the joke was like an un, unprepared hiker, like a dude that was like out here in Oregon, and he was just thought he was in Portland, you know? Uh, so that was, you know, we figured out, like, how do we do that? It's like, here's how you do the character. It can't be just the character because he, he, he can't be scared of nothing, so right. let's make him look excited and ignorant of a thing that's scary behind him, you know? Based on the colors we had base oh yeah. we shipped yeah. paint like a month earlier we just like here's a bunch of shit we have uh, that we don't need uh, at our shop and shipped yeah. it to Oregon with no idea what we're going to do mm-hmm. so, so every now and then people will talk about colors how do you guys come up with colors and it really has to do with that it's just like really What's what do you available? have yeah, yeah. not what, you, what could, if, you could, if you could have any color out of the whole spectrum of the world what would you use it's what do you have right now because that really 
dictates your decisions? Well, it can just help you make decisions for a reason. Okay. Versus if you just pick whatever color you like, I'm going to pick the same version of the same thing. This is true. Know? This is very true. Where you go. And that's why you see a lot of graffiti writers falling into the same color palettes. It's so because easy. It's like, hey, you know, I like black fill in with harbor blue outline. I'm just going to do that all the time. You know, or, Dude. you know, this or that, or, you know, yeah. I couldn't believe, like, we talked about this. When all the, when all the, the European paint hit, people suddenly became a lot less ambitious with their colors. Like, back in the day when you really would only have, like, pink and brown to choose from or whatever, I felt that people were very clever about their colors or or at least less afraid to put weird shit together. Right. Versus when when all the European paint hit and it all became really available, mm-hmm. now everyone's doing a perfect a perfect fade of like this is my purple piece. Mm-hmm. This is my orange piece. Right. You know, and like yeah, right. everything became extremely uh, it became rich, but it wasn't didn't have the same depth in terms of the actual color palette itself, you know. Mm-hmm. So we kind of feel like we're the old style samurai in that way, where we choose to do it a little bit harder. Right. Yeah. You know? About the craft, the traditionalist, the traditionalist graffiti writers, <laughs> you know? and the new age of European painter, paint painters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the hybrids. Yeah. Borrow the techniques from, you know, both eras. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like we know. Internet. Yeah. Internet. We know what it was like before the internet, but yeah. we also know what it's like with smartphones. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's interesting for me to look at the, the transition and how, like, graffiti letters uh, have come and how they are now. Because there is a time, and it seems to me, I don't know if you guys would agree or disagree, but when I look at a lot of stuff now, and this is not, you guys are probably, you guys are definitely exceptions to this, but your standard graffiti, atypical graffiti writer now, when in the early 2000s, Europe was painting things like New York in the 80s. Mm. And I think the Americans now are painting things like Europe in the early 2000s. Sort of, except they, the Euro style at that point was super like irreverent and weird, like real cartoony and strange. Mm. Now, I think what we have that pervades, pervades, I think that's right, proliferates the culture okay. is the, these really smooth versions of 70s and 80s New York graffiti. Mm. These very, yeah, um, I would agree. Just a very, I don't know what to say. It's a, it is a very polished wall version of polished trend. classics, yeah. right? Polished mm, classics. Okay. Yep. It's like yeah. Post classical, I guess. That's most people. Now okay. there, you still have people that are crazy innovative, of course, mm. but the trend in graffiti for sure is to to try and cop like a. An untraditional flavor, gotcha. kind of interesting. I mean, yeah. it's it's happening in culture too. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And it it is. It's it's something that I'm like, oh, okay, wow, that's things have flipped, you know. And then we went back to the roots, and that's oh, okay, yeah. well, you know. And hearing your hearing the way that you guys just put it into a context, uh, I'm like, oh, it makes a lot more sense, you know. You know, in doing a refined version of something that you adore, paying homage to the eighties, and just yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's especially now because the true writing culture is has in the, in the in the states has so much to do with freights, mm-hmm. 
And so you're always going to be going back to train graffiti because yeah, that's train graffiti. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like tattoo art. It's every every tattoo doesn't have to look the same, but it, mm. most of them have to have a certain vibe, a certain intensity, and yeah. a boldness that it that is the language of that imagery. You Facts. Know? Yeah. So we we incorporate that. I mean, we're serious about letter structure. But originality to me and probably to both of us way more important than even than even flow. Okay. I would way rather my shit be like a good idea uh-huh. than to just be incredibly smooth. Gotcha. You know, yeah. like smoothness is important and flow is important, but the discomfort is where like creative shit comes out. You know. Yeah, that's that's deep. To me, yeah. I, 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 and I agree with you. You know, um, it's 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 great to hear you put that in reference to graffiti because I think about it in reference to you know fine art but like to hear a man put it in reference to that it's like okay it's official yeah and it goes across every uh every spectrum but I don't I never would look at your th- your pieces and think that that's what you're thinking yeah when you are painting yeah. that you yeah. know like that's how yeah. you come to that yeah you know what well, I, th- I think I think when you want too much logic and too much smoothness I'm not even dissing people, dude, at mm-hmm. all. I'm just saying my experience of painting is like drawing. It's very personal. I mean, I want to I wanna discover something. Like, mm-hmm. And we developed a style of working together because we worked together. Mm-hmm. And so, the, again, it was easy to be original because we were kind of in a silo for right. a long time. So when you see now what the effect the internet has, where seriously everybody's doing the same shit a lot, a lot of times. Right. Like, some people are still doing something cool and some people are still doing something interesting, but the whole art form has matured to a level that there's a real even dopeness to a whole lot of people. True. You know? yeah, a lot of borrowed techniques. Right. Right. Shared across the globe. This is true. And that's that's something... Um, I, I, I'm curious, do you guys feel like that's a good or a bad thing? I don't know. I think it's a good thing. I, I think that... There's always going to be some evolution of it. It's, mm. it's like with anything, sports, music, whatever. You know, you you get enough people interested in it. Um, it might get uh, dull for a while or seem like it's all the same, but there's always people cooking up new ideas mm-hmm. based on what they're seeing or have some kind of reaction to. So I think that... Part three, we're in here. So we're, we're talking more graffiti, guys. We're talking, you know, more murals. We've gone through the, the progression of you guys coming together, doing murals, the things that you guys have attributed. So here's my question for each of you. What would you guys say, like, through your art career and relationship with each other as artists, murals, like, what would you say are, like, some of your funnest memories in creating, like, no matter, like, illegal, legal graffitis, like, what would you mm. say, like, are some of your funnest memories? Uh, for me, I would say um, I love exploring, so painting bridges with all my friends over all the years has been my most fun. Um, mm. I, I like jams. That, that's fun. You know, I had right. a lot of fun doing that. Um, but bridges, there's there's something there that that's kind of where I started, and that's... Uh, what I just I like I kind of like the isolation mm-hmm. uh, hidden away um, 
lot of times you get to experience nature while you're doing it. So mm. bridges are fun. But then professionally, the coolest thing is the city buses by far that we got to paint That's because you, I don't know how many times I've seen them rolling around the traffic still. I feel like I see one um, almost every day. Yeah, it's, uh, man, there's nothing like that. Seeing your <laughs> shit like just rolling by, because seeing your freight roll by or something in your traffic, that's something really awesome. But right. when you're driving next to the object you painted, hand-painted, that's, uh, that's, that's a lot of fun. Level. Yeah, that's true. That's probably it for me. The most fun? I mean, it's like you said. I don't think I don't think there's anything legal that's more fun than something illegal. Right, okay. It's just, it's kind of, I mean, I just haven't, I mean, I, jams are dope, and yeah. I love doing that. Mm -hmm. But the exact same thing that we would do there if we did it at a bridge or yeah. like a layup would right. be more fun. Warehouse. This is true. Right. Yeah, yeah, warehouse. It would be more fun yeah. because there's that adventure element. Not that you're some, like, crazy gangster for mm -hmm. going out and painting. Just because you went to a place that everybody's not at, and it's right. fun. Like, it's, yeah. you know, that isolation. Yeah, no one uh, sanctioned you to do it. You, you It's complete freedom, you know. You yeah. do it without anyone's input, uh, except maybe your crew. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, you're just... You're doing whatever you feel like. Yeah. So you, you don't get freer than that. Graffiti's still the freest thing. I mean, it's. I think that's why people love it, man. I think that's mm -hmm. why it's so hot, even even though people don't understand it. Right. It's like the freest thing you can do as an artist, in in a way. You can again. You could do the exact same thing you do in a studio, mm -hmm. and you do it in a some other location. Right. And it's a it has another dimension to it. This and is true. That's like mostly what we what I've done. But mostly what we've done mm -hmm. is like the alleyway, the back the back of the place you thought was cool, or the, the you know what I mean underneath like the place you thought was cool, or yeah. you know the, some place you would never go. The cutty spots, yeah. Just like that kind of stuff. Traveling is dope, man. Being able to meet people is dope. Being able to go to a place for the first time and have someone embrace you. Show you where to get the best taco, you know, give you a place to stay, yeah, like take you to a cool spot. Mm -hmm. There's no, I don't think there's anything truly more valuable than that. The illegal stuff has to go away probably someday. You're not gonna mm -hmm. just, you're just not gonna crawl around in the dirt forever, right? But there's that element of adventure, finding something yeah. new, you know. Um, and like you guys say, like, try. And my whole thing is like I love like you know you may go into an old warehouse or something like that and it's hey I've never been here before let's just explore and let's just see if you can find something dope to paint yeah. and see shit like just have living a life that that's unique knowing that you got to do something that you're lucky to be able to do like mm -hmm. you know I hope other people get that but that's definitely what I get yeah. you know yeah so do you guys like like moving forward because you've accomplished so much like what are some of the goals like on your bucket list now that you're in this point of your art career that's very tough we should probably know this but well, for me it's always just keep it moving you know like always uh do the things I enjoy and things that I think about, act upon them, you know. I got lots of ideas that are personal projects um, that, you know, some are art-related, some aren't. And so mm -hmm. uh, it's just always, uh, I just hope to always be able to challenge myself and, and uh, be able to, to paint things, you know, as, as I choose. So 
but as far as specific things, you know, I don't, you know, I'm, I definitely don't want uh, fame, you know, as far as like uh, recognition where people know who you are mm -hmm. and you can't just live your life. You right. Know, I never want something like that, like sure. celebrity status where mm -hmm. your face is so recognizable that you can't just grocery shop. Or right, yeah. You know, like, oh, God, that'd be miserable to yeah, me. I, I hope think. it doesn't get to that point, man. I don't think it will be. I'm just saying, like, artists, I don't have yeah. goals like, a, yeah. I want to be the yeah. world's greatest this or mm -hmm. nothing. It's like, I want to be... Uh, I just want my life to be as fulfilling as possible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, as the art and art will always be a part of that, but yeah, I don't have specific, I have some specific ideas, but they're just projects. You Got know? you. <laughs> they're not yeah. like major goals. Okay. Okay. So do you feel like now that you guys are, you know, cause it, it it's interesting when we get older, are you guys, because I, I'm, I'm hearing like, okay, we have a handle on our schedule. We kind of know what to do when it's when we're hit with any given situation. Because we we're we're in certain spots. Okay, hey, we've been here before. Do you guys find yourself like relaxing and getting out to see your friends more and traveling more now that you're in this space, or do you find like yourself working more as opposed to like when you were younger because now so you guys are dialed in it's different because it's just yeah. not about graffiti anymore really in any in any huge way like, okay i mean yeah, i so less of our friends i would yeah definitely say mm. yeah i mean i was i've been i would say two years ago three years ago i was doing a lot more traveling because it coincided with some work i was doing for a, another company some okay. subcontract some subcontracting stuff mm -hmm. Um, yes, it gives you the time to do whatever you want, mm. but it does not give you the money to do whatever you want. Okay. So, um, you pick your battles. I mean, we've been fortunate to travel this year for work purposes. Right. So it hasn't okay. been something that's been costly to us personally. Okay. Um, but, I mean, our lifestyle that we have allows us freedom. That's the main thing that we get. Like, mm. We can afford to maintain our lifestyles, but you get the freedom to do other things. Like, he, you know, he, he's an adventurist, but he's also doing crazy amounts yeah. of, like, work in his personal life. You right. know, like, you, and so, you would, it's great to be able to ha be in that position. So, I, I have goals as an artist to get better and better, but um, I've always been into different Right. Yeah, so talk about focus, that. Yeah, because you know? earlier on, you know, when we're, we're eating, we're, you're talking about drumming. So why don't you talk about some of the things that you guys do when you're not making art? Because that's like such a connecting thing. Like when you're not making art, what are the things that you guys are into? Well, it's very different. I mean, the thing that we share as much as anything is like he's an outdoorsman, so uh, more so than ever before. And so that rubs off on me. But dude, outside of our work, it's pretty separate. We have very different hobbies, you know. So. That's just another thing that comes with it. Like, just like our other friends that we wrote with so much at one point or another, mm -hmm. they all got other things going on. Mm -hmm. For me, it's music. Okay. Uh, it's a creative thing that I started when I was younger that I always kind of wanted, I wished I would have done more with. And I unexpectedly got a lot of encouragement from some musicians that were just like, you know, you could do. And it's like, as a dude that's basically old for music, uh -huh. I was like, fuck it, I'll take that challenge, you know? <laughs> and it's been cool watching that. But creative growth is really the only thing I have like my eye on there's tons of personal I mean both of us it's like 
you just set the phase in your life. There's other things that you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. But you want the work to grow and get yeah. better. That's like always the, regardless what it is, if it's paid or not. Like okay. that you always want it to grow. Unless you just, because if, if not, you probably just would, wouldn't be into it at all. You know? I agree. I agree. So, what about you, Zach? What do you do when you when you're to get when you get away from art? What do you like to do? You you ever cook? You you uh, got chefing skills? Yeah, I me mean, a little bit. My wife does a better job of cooking than I do. Okay, uh, but I do like to cook. Okay, I like a lot of things. I like you know just being outside. Okay, so kayaking, biking, hiking, mm-hmm. uh, backpacking. Uh, I really like to uh, build Lego. Um, oh, that's right. Yep. Um, that's right. Yes. I've been a Lego fanatic since I was a little kid. Okay. And, uh, about the same amount of time I've been in the art, so mm-hmm. it's always been there. And uh, so I've only done a couple like major personal projects with okay. it, but I have plans for other ones that nice. are like custom major. That's tight. That's right. He's got some pieces. He's yeah. got a couple legit Lego yeah, joints yeah, that you would, but, you would trip uh, on for yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. I like, you know, I like video games, reading. Okay. Yeah, what kind of games do you like, man? Talk that shit. What kind of games video do you like? Games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. It, it ranges. I, I like some sport games. Rocket League, I'm, I'm pretty decent at it, man. You ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I like stuff like Lego Marvel superheroes. Okay, you know okay. I, mean? I like uh, Grand Theft Auto. You know? Okay, like, you know, it, it ranges. I, I like um, I like art. I like some of the weird games like um, what's the one like Unravel or something like that. And PlayStation games. Yeah, that's I think that's um, one. Like Media Molecule makes weird weird games yeah, too. Like, there's so awesome. much cool art yeah. there. Yeah, they that's have crazy like artists games, on there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Battlefront, Star Wars, like the, okay. the art on that is just it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I, I get uh, um, uh, steep. You ever played that snowboarding? No. And I've never sport? played that one. No. Wow, that it's like is, legit. You are on a mountain on a snowboard. It's the makers of. Okay. Do you remember Cool Boarders from back in the yeah. day? Yeah. Same makers. Nice. Um, and they, this game is intense. Like, okay. It's all the different mountain peaks from around the world, like oh, that they, shit. you know, simulated to some mm-hmm. degree. Yeah. So Alaska, the Alps, like all these different places, okay. and you get a, a snowboard or ride a sled down or ski or okay. uh, wing suits so it's all like crazy <laughs> x games type shit you know yeah it's pretty wild dude okay. like i'm not very good at it because you do need some like you know it takes video games require skills like anything else right you know? yeah, yeah, yeah and i it just take, i haven't practiced i yeah. i haven't played a game in any serious way in a long long time yeah yeah, yeah i'm yeah. on and off with it i don't I don't game all the time. I can take pretty big breaks from Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to take a break. Man, I was, like, real tough. I was, like, doing competitive fighting yeah. games oh, okay. for a minute. Like, okay. like, playing, like, for money and shit. Like, the nice. highest I ever got was second place. You know, like, in oh, Marvel wow. vs. Capcom. Does that pay? Or, I mean, oh, I'm not... Like, it was, it, was, it was enough to, like, cover entry and I could buy some weed. You gotcha, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but, like, <laughs> if you're butt, there's bigger tournaments, like, oh, that yeah. pay. But, like, yeah. that's, like, those are guys who are grinding, like, yeah. in their next they're level. It's And I've played things. those guys and they make you feel like you don't know the game at all yeah, you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah, it's just yeah. like damn dude this is a whole another and then so what i realized was i'm not gonna win this shit i might as well put that energy in the art yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i don't have the time right yeah man gamer. yeah 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 i think that's it yeah, I, a thing I really enjoy is lately is riding my bike, man. I've been, okay. I've been getting into that the last couple of years a lot. We yeah, do we cool. we do that when it's nice out. We do that a couple of times a week too, okay. man. Just like it, yeah. you know, kind of cap off a work day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
that kind of stuff is, I mean, based on mental health days yep. in uh, the corporate world. Yeah, nice. pretty funny. Mental health is important. It is. Well, it's just again, man. You have the time, and it's just easy to do. Like, oh fuck it, let's do it. And like, mm-hmm. I'll throw my bike in the car and just have it there. You know, we'll do yeah, a little yeah. ride or whatever. And I've got other friends that I, I like to ride with too. It again, it's just another thing that. It gives you all those benefits that graffiti gives you, you know, mm-hmm. exploration and friendship, et cetera, right. et cetera, et cetera. But it gives you these other benefits you need later in life, which mm-hmm. is some actual physical activity Facts. and maybe even a little bit of a discipline, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that kind of stuff, like, uh, you know, the art. I mean, I love to play the drums a lot, and I, I spend my time doing it regularly, mm-hmm. but you, it's still important to know if something is a hobby. Right. You know, yeah. like, I do want to get good at it, and it does take practice. But mm. I'm not practicing like a person that's right. like, this is going to be my next career. True. You know, like, yeah. this, we're artists, you know. This yeah. is, we put a lot of time. It took us 20 years to get to the place that we are now. Right now, we're kind of enjoying that flexibility, you know. And finding a, a lot. your niche. So, who are your four favorite drummers? Oh, Jesus. These are... This is an unfair question, but I'll attempt to answer it. Okay. Um, nobody doesn't know who these people are, dude. Is it worth it? Is it worth saying? Oh, you you would be surprised. Uh, you would okay. be surprised. Uh, yeah, we have some music fanatics to listen. Uh, Chris Coleman. Okay. Is like ridiculous. Mark Juliana. Uh, Brian Blade is the god. He's dope as fuck. And. Um. I, man, I can't even, I can't think of a fourth one right now. There's tons of good ones. <laughs> Steve Ferroni. You want to look him up. He's dope there you fun. go, guys. Yeah. Look him up. He's, he's, we're giving you the game. We're here. <laughs> I'm telling you, we we here to Boy, feed them. <laughs> well, you know, at, at the same time, it's all about educating and providing people access to yeah. new creative outlets. And some of those drummers, maybe they've heard of right. and they share that sentiment or maybe they can look in and enjoy yep. these drummers because it's like, hey, if this is the point in which you're getting into the greats, well, then you have a long and great trip in front of you yeah. to get into some good music. Yeah. It's just like, imagine, guys, if you never heard Erica Badu, and like okay, right, right. today, you heard all of her music. It would be like, damn, like, yeah. this is kind of tight. You yeah. know, it's just like, all right, yeah. I'm, I'm getting this all at once, you know, instead of having to wait and grow up my whole life and then this stuff be sporadically yeah. you know, introduced to me. Yep. So that's why I asked, guess what they're into because a lot of times we create things we're into things that influence us and when Mm -hmm. we share them they can influence other people like they've influenced us yep that's right Mm -hmm. so you know let me ask you this and sack i had to ask you because i really i gotta get you on some hip-hop shit man okay so we're gonna do some this or that real quick okay (laughs) so style wars no, actually, you know what? Fuck that. Beat Street or Wild Style? Wild Style. Okay. KRS-One or Rakim? Rakim. Okay. Funkmaster Flex or DJ Clue? Uh, Flex. Who's your favorite member of Wu-Tang? <laughs> Method Man. 
I love it, man. Yeah. I would have yeah. not took you for a method man type of dude. That's yeah. fucking great, yeah. man. Yeah. I would have never fucking guessed that it. shit. Nah, he's, yeah, Matthew Mentella consistent. Man. Yeah, right. He's he may maybe not maybe the best lyricist in many cases in a lot of tunes. He was the best lyricist, but he wasn't always. But he just had a he ages well too. Yeah, you know? like, mm-hmm. not every rapper ages well. Right, yeah. but also I don't know if he has a whack bar. That's the thing about yeah, Matthew Man. I don't know if he really has oh, a whack bar, dude. Yeah, yeah he's dope. Mm-hmm. I've seen him a few times. I never mm-hmm. really thought about that. Yeah, Probably not. see, that's what I'm saying. Like he, that's why it's like he, you know, I'm a Raekwon and Ghostface guy, but they're not as consistent as Meth. Meth, like Raekwon and Ghostface, they got great bars, but Meth is just like solid. Oh, you dude. know when he's coming, like it's gonna be some, like all right, that's good, that's good, that's good, you that's know, hot. You know who would be my favorite member of Wu Tang if they were consistent? Is Inspector Deck. Okay. Like, <laughs> great verses by Deck are, like, very dope. Mm-hmm. But yeah. just, just a bunch that aren't that, aren't that great. You know what I mean? <laughs> versus, yeah. like, Raekwon, where you're mm-hmm. like, man, he kind of always has some crazy He has stuff, really you know good I mean? stuff, yeah. Or, like, Ghostface, I'm, like, he's one of the yeah. best storytellers yeah. in rap. Like, his yeah. stories are super rich yep. and, and just vivid, man. And his voice. Yeah. So yeah. good that... Mm-hmm. Uh, What's his name uses it? Action. Don't do it. Oh. That's <laughs> funny. You know what? I like Action Bronson, though. You know, but yeah, there's that. The I, I'm not saying I don't like him. Yeah. I'm just saying I thought he was Ghostface, and when I found out he wasn't, it, yeah. it just changed but everything. But you know what's funny is when Ghostface put that video out, like, about Action, oh, that was yes. the best. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was the best. It was the best, because it was like, what's he going to say? He goes, at that <laughs> moment, when he, when he saw that video... He's like, he don't rap like this no more. It's like, come on, dude. He don't rap like this no more. Oh, man. That's but, like, that didn't, that's not even denying that you have his, that you took his style. Right. That's yeah. not denying it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He's like, he, yeah. don't, he, didn't, right. he wasn't using yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me borrow all that. Whatever. Action Johnson <laughs> is winning. <laughs> He's doing yeah, things. There's, not, you I know, there's space in the, in the, in the industry. Cause here's my thing. It's just like in graffiti legends have to make room for the new guard, you know? And what I found, guys, like, I found there was two types of graffiti writers. There were guys who got older and wanted to put new people on, and then there were guys who got older and wanted to shield the new guys out mm-hmm. because they felt like, mm-hmm. I'm here, I'm an OG, now I can haze all of these younger guys mm-hmm. or yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. you know? So it definitely, you know, it just kind of shows... You know how their the, space. I'd be the first to admit that I I've, I've been like that. Like, I haven't been too aggressive to people, but I've definitely had the I've definitely thought that about people, and it was it was kind of for a brief period, and I don't want to say it's not like I thought I was so great, but it was very much like you put so much into it, and it's really unhealthy for some people the way they invest their like whole self in it, like their mm-hmm. self worth and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think I was doing that as well, where you're like. There's tons of people in graph that talk about getting caring about it too much or getting addicted to it. I didn't go probably that far, but I definitely had success from it. I was so rewarded from it mm-hmm. in all these ways. Like the jam was successful. Then when I would try to go out and meet people, it was successful. Then we became professional. Like it just all these great things happened. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I had these negative feelings as an old dude mm-hmm. that I realized that's kind of what is whack. That's what is whack. Being right. like shitty about it you know somebody i've heard people say this about other things music or whatever but um graffiti doesn't owe me anything like 
it's kind of given me a lot already, yeah. you know, and it took, and I kind of had to get away from all the good things happening for so long and like get some perspective on that, because uh-huh. you know? uh, nothing's gonna stay the same. This is true. However, it is now. It will not be that way forever. Definitely, definitely. So we're we're closing up here. Uh, last few questions. Do you guys have any uh, any shout outs you want to give? Shit, uh, man. You know what I'm saying? Dark chocolate peanut butter M and M's. Uh, Adidas cloud foam. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I would just shout out pretty much dude everybody in Indianapolis because at this point people that we that deserve respect Teed rest in peace mm-hmm. Rapes rest in peace mm-hmm. uh, Heist yeah like rest in peace there's there's a lot of people that I would like to give a shout out to but it really comes down to this when Teed passed away a couple years ago um and then later rapes, I realized something crazy, like that I think if you're in LA or you're New York, there's a whole bunch of people, mm-hmm. but the Midwest, the whole Midwest is like that for us. Like right. we have as many writers in the whole Midwest as they have in some of these cities. True. And w- so whenever you have a thing, people from Ohio come, people from Illinois come, people from Kentucky, you know, people from Denver, mm-hmm. like whenever you do something, you draw people in they show up and you get used to seeing each other in this very remote way. And, uh, I'm just grateful for all the people that, that were there that we knew ever, you know what I'm saying? All the people like everybody from here, like the MUL, you know, old IWS guys don't even rep all the NUA guys, Mm -hmm. SFX, HFX, (laughs) everybody. I mean like all the people that wrote that aren't writing that still write, like you don't know what those experiences are really worth when they're happening because you just think life's going to be that way forever. Yeah, that's real. So, so sacred. You got some. <laughs> oh, he pretty much covered it all. <laughs> okay, no, no. So, where can these guys find you on the on the internet if they want to look you up? Fabcrew.com. Yeah, uh, Instagram also. Yeah, I'm uh, sacred three one seven. Okay. Yep, invisible hometown. Okay. I'm not too active, but I post occasionally. Definitely, and we'll I'll post all of their information in the links in the descriptions. You you guys can get straight to them, and uh, you know check out their work, get their shirt off a Teespring. It's lit, you know, and that just you know support if you guys have some corporate entities. Hey, Mm -hmm. get these guys for some murals. Mm -hmm. Um, Any final words you guys want to give before we uh, wrap this joint? No, it's just good to see you, man. It's good to hang for the first time Mm -hmm. in. A decade. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's yeah, been great. Likewise. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. The Art and BS Podcast. Once again, we keep it live. Give us that five-star rating on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Share this podcast if you're feeling froggy. And let us know what you think in the comments. This is James, Mr. Sense, and Sacred over and out. Peace. Peace.